you know, like <laughs> clockwork. Bruh. Welcome to DPS Podcast, episode 147, since you guys could only hear me. Uh, and, and it's sure. just been silence. for here. Here's more work, editing work I have to do post No, you don't, no, because guess what? Nope, you know why? Because I am hitting the record button right now. And welcome to another episode of Damage Protected Podcast, episode 147. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that came to the show. Really appreciate it. You got hey. 17 people here right now. We got a full panel. Never seen this many people on this panel before. We're going to be talking about Cyberpunk and all the new weapons that's coming to that game. Everybody on this panel, I think, played the original game. So we're going to get a little, a, little, a little bit of a post on how excited people are for the game to be coming out in a couple of weeks when it comes to the DLC. We got Forza. Information finally starting to come out about this game. People are going to get their hands on on the 11th, and we're going to get a Forza monthly. But Bethesda mm -hmm. said they're giving up. They're not giving up on Redfall even though they probably should. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on there, but we're going to talk about that. Starfield's full release. You know, everybody that decided to get the game a week early, shout out to you. Mm -hmm. You are the real MVP, but the people with Game Pass got next. So they about to, we about to talk about all the people and their experiences of playing the game. And we got a person that reviewed the game on the panel with a really good review and definitely want to pick mm, his brains on how yeah. he felt about the uh. game and all the stuff that he was afraid to put in his Bethesda review. So Who, we're going to talk, <laughs> we're gonna talk uh, about that. Um, Todd, Howard, Todd Howard came out was talking <laughs> crap about you might need to buy a new PC. You know, remnants of PlayStation that telling people to get a second job. It's kind of cool. And um, the Nintendo Switch. I know one person on this panel can't stand the Switch. Another person thinks the Switch is an overrated piece of plastic. Mm. The fact that the Switch might be as powerful as a PS5 at some point, and it's playing games at a resolution mm. and frame rate that we never thought would happen. <laughs> Look, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But first, I do want to you know, welcome my amazing co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the man of many slaps, the man that actually did make a video in the last two weeks but he didn't make one last week. Slow mo backslap. What's up with you, bro? You know, I'm I'm good. You know, I you, you pretty good recovery there. You know, like you you you, you kind of <laughs> you know did, did did pretty good on the the introduction there and 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 overview of the topics and whatnot. But no, I'm I'm, I'm good, man. I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of games as usual. You know, but a lot of games, a lot of new games that you know we're definitely going to be talking about tonight. But uh, I'm, I want to I want to introduce our our esteemed guests, man. We don't we don't have we don't have you know guests uh, that are so uh, so 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 highly come highly recommended, you know, as often as this many all at once. You know, usually it's like one guest or two guests. We got three guests tonight, and I want to I want to introduce this first guy, uh, Kofi Creative Kofi. I, I think one of the uh, I would say the the most well-versed gamers in this community when it comes to Japanese RPGs, or just RPGs in general. Uh, Kofi, how you doing, sir? I am fantastic. It has been a wonderful year. I think, well, actually, I was on the cast sometime earlier this year, mm -hmm. so it, it's nice to uh, get, you know, a twofer, adding mm -hmm. a, a pattern to it that I could really enjoy. Yeah, gaming has been awesome. Um, I'll say really quickly, last year, I missed a lot of gaming time. So I, I call this year the 2023 Revenge Rampage. I'm trying to finish 16 JRPGs within one calendar year. Mm. And it's going well, in addition to other nice. games I'm playing. So uh, lots of talk about a lot of it. Well, I'd say half the games I'm playing will be out in the U.S. in the next six months. So 
I'm hoping to share nice. some knowledge on games that aren't released yet. I finished one that comes out in October uh, in the U.S. Um, called Cry Machina was, was the most recent. Uh, very, very unique action RPG inspired by Nier. So it was a uh, mm. good run. Nice, nice. Definitely looking out for that one. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, we, we are definitely looking forward to it. And that voice you just heard, that is Mr. Steel Rain. Yes, sir. Of, of living split screen. What's up, Steel? How's it going, man? Well, it is I, I am him, the one and only Steel Rain. And to be on this illustrious podcast here with some of the, I, I think that some of the, no, I'm not going to say founders, but definitely pillars in the community, especially from a brother standpoint. Uh, shout out to Fortean Slow Mo. Y'all's uh, banter back and forth. Y'all's energy has always some been something that I personally believe is powerful in the community because uh, a lot of people get caught up trying not to be themselves, and I find y'all consistently uh, just being who you are, being steady on your opinions, and just and y'all y'all argue like brothers, and it reminds me a whole so much. It's it's perfect. But yes, uh, one of the one of the hosts of Living Split Screen, a non console centric platform uh, that covers everything going on with the gaming industry. Uh, take that RTS approach, pulling ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map, and pulling those resources together so we can build up that foundation and reach those three billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. But uh, appreciate the invite. Glad to be here, and I can't wait to get into these topics tonight, man. Absolutely, and and and, and uh, once again, congrats on you guys hitting 1K uh, subscribers you. on YouTube on the channel. That is that's amazing. Nice, and, and and that that first 1K is always the hardest. Is it, the the road is not easy, you know. After that, but it gets easier, and 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 you you really get to kind of spread your creative wings a little bit more now that you 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 kind of got that little uh the, the 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 little small like like roadblock out the way so it's, it's good to exactly. see I, i'm glad i, I, I love sure. to see good people and good like quality entertainment podcasts actually succeed and, and grow it's, it's amazing Aww. definitely appreciate that yeah no problem and this other guy here i i don't think anyone knows this guy i mean he's just you know it's some, some random up and, guy comer, up and comer you know <laughs> up and comer <laughs> yeah mr mr the man with a million randall thor is here What's up, Rand? What's up, my Bridge Four brother? How Bridge you doing? God, like, don't start like this with like, you. No, no, we. Hey, uh, you're just jealous, four, you're, just, you're you're just jealous that me and Slow Mo got something that me and you never will have, Forte. You get to read books, Forte. Wait, wait, you get to read books that are a thousand pages to Slow understand this, Slow okay? Mo, your bridge for a brother. Do, 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 do you talk to Slobo on the cell phone? Um, oh, is mm. it the competition now? Is do, it, do it oh, on the cell phone? Now it's the do, kind of time. Do, I mean, Jeez. you know, you know, what kind of trust do you have for a bridge for a brother? If you, ain't I mean, all I phone? said, all wow. I said was that me and Slomo got something that me and you never will have. It's, it, it's it, fine. It, it, not a competition. Really salty. What reading? Reading? We got the uh, we got the Cosmere. You know, we got. <laughs> Brando Sando, you know? It's not my fault y'all like reading weird, weird books. Okay. Wow. You know, millions of I'm people just, have read I'm those just, books. Are they I'm all just, weird? weird books, huh? you, I'm just you, you messing are, with you. You are salty forte today. You that, That's I'm who just, you are today. I'm just messing with you. Calm down. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, Rand, how, how's it going, man? I ain't going on with that one. It's going, man. It's going good. Speaking of, you know, Bridge Ford, did you did you check out any of the new Cosmo books that have, uh, he's put out this year? I have not yet. You have uh, not read Trust in the Emerald Sea or Yumi and the Nightmare Painter? Come on, Slomo. What are we if, doing? Well, I, 
I've read reading a long time one. Ago. I stop. Mm. You stop it. I have read one. Reading. I read one and a half books this year. What'd you? What, what, what'd, <laughs> I need, you I what'd you? What'd you exactly. end up with? What you? I, I know well, you I finished, finished with finished, Rhythm of War. What? what yeah, you Rhythm of War. Um, I I am in in the process of reading our, our good friend Ramon Terrell's book. Mm, okay. It is. It is a good book. It's just I'm just. I, I go through these like ebb and flows where I do a, a lot of reading but not a ton of gaming and then vice versa. And then it's just like I, I have to figure out a way where I can balance gaming and reading at the same time. But I here's, just still haven't figured so it out. So I've run into that problem too. And here's what I've been doing because I read a ton of books. I think I've read I think I've read I think I've completed as many games this year as the books I've read. So I've I'm I'm at like um, 35 games complete this year and I think wow. I've finished 35 Whoa. books. Wow. Right? Yeah. So wow. How are you doing? doing it? What I normally do is I it's not like force like I got to feel it like I want to read and uh I will like before I game. I usually game late at night. I usually start gaming maybe at like but I am a night owl as Forte would say. I'm usually start gaming maybe 8 9 p.m. and I'll game mm-hmm. to like I don't know two or three AM depending on it. I always, if I'm feeling it, like I started a new book to yesterday called boys in the Valley, which is a horror book um, <laughs> set in the 1900s at a, at a boys or- orphanage. And uh, it's kind of getting nuts. I usually will at least before I start uh, gaming, I will like put anywhere between hundred to 200 pages read before I start gaming. And then when I'm done, when I get when I when I'm done, say I'm done at three a.m., I'll read like another hundred pages. After like between three what? and maybe five a.m. Yeah, because because wow. Forte knows I don't I don't go to bed till like six a.m. This man is oh, kind of stymie. He he did he literally doesn't sleep. Oh okay. So yeah um yeah so I I always I always tried like reading before a game and then reading afterwards uh, as long as long as I'm still feeling it. Sometimes you get in those ruts where you don't really want to read or like recently when starfield came out and i put in 70 plus hours for review i didn't read a goddamn thing (laughs) those uh those two weeks because it was just like all right it's time to game no reading until starfield's finished you know i yeah i literally talked to him the day that his review came out i watched it called him talked to him for like a half an hour i said what you about to do about to go to sleep i said what i said it's 1 30 in the afternoon he said bro i've been up all night (laughs) I'm like, what? Go to sleep. Well, that was a different thing. Like, I, I yeah, I was just, it was like 5 a.m. And I was like, well, this review's got to be out at 11. So I was like, there, I'll just stay up till There's 11. a big difference between 5 a.m. and 11 o'clock, well, true, bro. But at this point, it was like, yeah, six yeah. hours. Let me read some. Yeah, like six let me read hours. Some, let me make sure. Because I was like, oh, what happens? Because I remember when I fell asleep and I slept through Xbox 2. I didn't wake I, up. I do, re- I do remember that. What's the name? Was literally on Twitter. It's like, I don't know what happened to Red. <laughs> So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stay up for these six Jess hours. Like, yeah, Jess, Jess was like, I don't know what happened to Ray, guys. What's his name? I mean, good grief. Johnson, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, Ray, I don't think I can do that. I, I, I just like, I would be end up like falling asleep behind the wheel or something like that if I tried mm. to do those. I, I could, I could, I could potentially try because I do game around like the same periods of time that you game. So maybe I could before I game put in like at least 50 pages or something like that and then do some gaming the kind of kind of because even this like sometimes when like when well i'll bring up uh the, the last book i read uh um the the last sanderson book 
once I really start to like really feel what's going on, like I just keep going and going and going. Next thing you know, I've read like you know like three, four hundred pages, and I didn't even That's intend awesome. on reading that much. So it's so it's like I can see myself really getting into it as long as I just get started. Because it's for me, for the most part, when I decide to read something, it's because I am finished gaming. I then crawled into bed. Mm. I'm trying not to disturb the wife. And I'll I'll pull out like my phone and dim it, <laughs> and then start reading like a couple of pages, and then next thing you know, I'm 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 out. I'm asleep. I'm I'm too tired at that point. So yeah. I need to I definitely need to read before I start getting tired. So I now, now I really know why Slomo got rid of his Steam Deck because he probably was like snuggled up with it while he was in the bed with his wife, and his wife was like, "You is not about to have that LCD screen on in the middle of the bed while you try. I'm trying to go to sleep. That's why you got no, rid of it for real, ain't it? No, I I really just wasn't using it, and and now it's funny because I got rid of it. Use it. I can see myself using it now because I've been playing a lot of like RPGs uh, in, in between. See, been playing Sea of Stars, Chain Duckos. Uh, I'm I'm um I already beat Persona Five before, but not Royal. But I'm like I'm I'm like halfway through Royal on Xbox and and um in Game Pass. I've been playing ever since I got GeForce Now. Now it's like mm -hmm. I'm I'm like testing out different ways of like getting actual quality gaming in and now with xcloud i can't really do shooters or anything that's competitive because the latency isn't quite where i, where I would like it to be but on geforce now it's it's, it's, it's almost it, it, you 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 will almost forget that you're not playing a game that's locally installed on on a device that you're you're playing on. So it's like right. I, I I switch back and forth with them, and then now like the Steam Deck would have been perfect for that. But you know that's it, it wasn't what I was doing back when 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 I decided to sell it, and I I, I took the money from that to to get my CPU. Yeah, my CPU. So I don't, I don't, I don't regret that at all. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. But it's uh um, I'm 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 good with it. I'm good with that decision. It doesn't matter to me. Um um, we do have some um house cleaning that oh, we gotta yeah. do before okay. we get yeah. into. Yeah, I was gonna topics. say go. I was gonna say go ahead and do the house clean because he did show up. He can, he can we can talk about it real quick. Because I was so I was so looking forward to this episode because I was. Certain, I was one thousand percent certain Forte was going to forget, but he barely, at the last moment, got it done. So last week, y'all, mm. last so to give full context, our homie Agent Deli die, um, former former Ubisoft developer, great guy, uh, has been on the on the podcast multiple times. Die asked Forte to get him back when the game was still alive. Babylon's fall. Oh, Forte said, "I got you," and then proceeded to not send it to, even though he got the game for him, did not send it to for like a year. Now the, game, the servers have then been turned off. I don't even know if you can play Babylon's Fall no more. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like and they were giving away pieces of it or something like. Right, and he still didn't send it. So last week. In order to motivate Forte to do what he said he was going to do, and even he admitted himself he was being way too lazy, if he didn't send Delhi 
Babylon's fall by this podcast this week right now, he mm. was going to owe Delia Xbox Series S. Whoa, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> very I mean, fair. That's a leap, but then... <laughs> and so yeah. Now, now what Force doesn't know is that I talked to Delia like a day after that and we were dying because we were just like if forte doesn't send it today he's gonna forget don't say anything so we were just like we're not gonna say nothing to him so that he because he because he, he's gonna forget and then we're gonna just surprise him on thursday and he's gonna owe you a series s it's gonna be the funniest thing in the world and i've been i've i've been playing game I've been playing battlefield with forte i've been doing i've been talking to forte on the phone and it's been Killing me <laughs> to, to just find out did he send it or not? Just and I got told, kind of felt like he didn't send it because if he would have sent it, he he would have been bragging about how he he actually did what he said he was going to do. And then finally, like all day today, I just been so giddy. I just been <laughs> like, he he ain't said nothing. I can't wait. I can't wait to remind him and hear the the silence when he realizes he owes a series S. And then this man calls me at like what was it like six o'clock? Uh, UPS the UPS closed at seven, so it was like six fifty. <laughs> I was literally just leaving UPS. And as soon as he called me, I was like, "Man, I just like I knew that he did it." <laughs> and I was just like, "But but but then he's all like, hey hey, guess what I did?" And I'm just like, "I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say anything." So I'm just like, "I don't know what did you do?" And he's just like, "Just guess." I'm like, "Dude, just say it." You say it. I know you know what you did, damn it. So he he sent it all finally. He doesn't owe Delia a series S, unfortunately. But guys, we'll get him next time. We'll, we'll, we'll get him next time. Oh, man. No, let me tell you. He asked me, like, who told you? Someone told you that you owed him a series S if you ain't shifted. I was like, no. And I couldn't remember, like, what made me think about it while I was at work today. And then I thought about it, like, while I was driving home. Somebody came into the store today to buy a U Series S to play Starfield. And I was like, mm. I was like, oh, and then when he said it, 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 it just clicked in my head. I was like, I supposed to be, it's something about a Series S I'm supposed to be doing. It then it kind of hit me and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had to get off work early because I was supposed to work till nor and it's the thing, this is why Sloma thought I was dead in the water. Because normally I work till seven o'clock on on uh, the day of DPS. That's why I was able. That's why I got the show stuff up early because I took my laptop to work with me, and I was like, okay, I need to go home early, and I got to go home and get these games, and I need to make my way to UPS before they close at seven o'clock. So yeah, that's the story. I'm happy that I got it done though, and I'm happy that Delhi finally is going to get his games. I told him I was sorry though. I, I was I was truly being super lazy. Like it was like one of those things and he's like, Well, you supposed to say I said, Well, he said, What are you supposed to pay you for? And I said, No, not till I sent it. But yeah, I was being lazy at all. I, I was wrong. I'm sorry, Delhi, once again. We'll get him next time. And 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 one other thing. So, so still, er, before the show, you know, pre-pod, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Forte was trying to, you know, uh, uh, coerce you into playing Battlefield with him. Let, let, me, let me explain <laughs> to you what we're playing Battlefield with Forte is like. Now, Forte typically, okay. right, we, look, we'll play Halo Infinite, we'll play Call of Duty, we'll I play Battlefield pretty serious, we'll though, play bro. Fortnite, we'll play. You know, 
uh-huh. we get into we you know Forte is typically pretty quiet. You know, he, he uh-huh. he'll do his thing. You know, he's doing good. He's doing he's he's not like you know we're not having to carry him or anything. He he does good. Get in the battlefield and he's all like, yeah, yeah. Where you at, slow mo? I'm like, we, we talking about? I'm, I'm over here on the other side of the map. What you mean? No, where you at on the on the on the scoreboard? I'm like, what? Oh, I'm like, excuse me. Like, I'm I'm on the scoreboard with more kills than you. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm higher than you because I play Battlefield like that. I'm like, okay. So I'm just warning you. Battlefield. I'm just warning you. That's funny. What what what's going to happen? He's he's going to be basically like, oh, but I got I got like twelve assists and I revived twenty people and and I and I and I threw ammo boxes and I still and I still got he might have what three kills more than me, but no, significantly more kills. No, he definitely don't have. Slow-mo's a selfish, slow a selfish gamer when it comes to like just running. First of all, this man don't want to play conquest. This man wants to play nothing but TDM. That's oh. a t- that's oh, team. Slow-mo. Team. You ain't even gonna play rush. Team. Right. He Death don't want to do ma- nothing what, what, but TDM. The word team. The word team is in the mode. I get, I get it though. Team, team D, is, Team D could be some fun. It, I yeah, but that's all he plays. Though, that's all he match. plays though. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like I say slow mo. I say I don't slow like con- Conquest is too. Is map is too big. It's too much going on. I'm. I'm uh, I. As yeah. soon as I big. respawn, I, like I get. I get smacked <laughs> by like a, a black hole. It's real good. Just, real I, game of thugs. See, yep. I, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't. I. I don't. I, you know, no, sir. I don't like it. I don't like it. I guess we look. Can, give me, can we take that map? Take a third of that map. <laughs> Original battle royale. Yes, <laughs> arena. Let's go over, like you know, six v six, and just go shoot each God, other man. in the face. That's no fair. vehicles. No, like what? What? In Forte knows when I play Halo Infinite, I hate the maps where you know all the vehicles are there because you know, like as soon as we start dominating, the other team just let me go jump in, the, in in a ghost and start shooting and stuff. It's just like, oh, Ooh. here we go. You know, it's just see these people get what you see. Just you see this the posting of that trigger, man. Oh my god, it's well, why, why aren't you showing the gameplay that we it. had together when I was well, oh, because I because. Oh, he, he wasn't oh, recording. Oh, you, you, wait, you wait, need hold me on, to, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I have that gameplay, so I record all my Battlefield gameplay. Oh, okay, okay. He said all know. of it. Okay, all of it. All <laughs> of needs, it. You need to be Forte there's, TV. There's, 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 there's li- I'm literally we're, 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 looking we're at. I'm literally all, looking at over 80 gigs of Battlefield gameplay here, sir. And yeah, you never show any of it during the podcast. This is fun. Okay, because we just started playing the game again. Look, I wanted to get the house clean out the way so we can just get it all out the way, and then we can get into the topic so that you know we can get in. So, so our forte, are you are you ready to do this, man? I'm ready, man. So let's. Oh, by the way, I did. If you need Starfield gameplay, I no, I have, you like... I, uh, sir. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You know, let me let me let's switch to the other the other view. You see that on the screen, sir? The other view. Right, Beautiful, it's, ain't it? It's going, it's going to need a it's moment going, it's, for it's, the update. So. I, I don't see nothing. You don't, but, you don't see it's about to pop nah, up. Nah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, see. You, you see that? You see that beautiful what? ultra wide screen up there with that beautiful uh, game called Starfield on it? Yeah. Well, if you need some more gameplay, because I'm pretty sure uh, we got like five minutes. No. If you no, need sir. more gameplay, I got. No, no sir. This I, is I this is this is all gameplay. eight hours of my gameplay in one oh, night. Eight hours. Dope. All <laughs> eight hours in one night. That's what you that is. Cut that up. 
Oh, well, I, I do need. I definitely need to cut it up, but uh, save some space. It, 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 it's, it's literally, <laughs> I'm looking at the file that now. File the, gotta be huge. The, the, this file. This file literally is 123 gigs. It's pretty big. Oh well. well, <laughs> well I I hope in that in that eight gigs it, it isn't like four it's hours. It's not that bad. I already, standing, if you just standing still, because we we I already ran it. I already before. ran it through Premiere and and put it down to four. Um, what is it? 1440p. So that would it would have been. But did, um, did, you, did you hear me? I said I hope in no. this in that like there's no you know you just standing there doing nothing because you you, you I didn't often hear you do that in your your gameplay. Okay, I well did, everyone else you. heard me. So okay, so let's move know. on. I, first of all, <laughs> let, you know it's not a topic. Uh, I didn't put it on the list, but uh, let's talk about Redfall because nobody really wants to talk about this godforsaken go. game. We don't want to talk about this game. Is anybody okay? First of all, I think everybody on this panel said by the time they do anything with Redfall, nobody will be playing the game. Right. They, they yeah. said that the they said the game they said they're not giving up on it. They're not giving up on the game. They said the I'm slow start. P. Hines who said this, right? Yeah, this is P. Hines that said this. He said we're not giving up on the game. Um, even with the slow start of the game, we still are going to put development and we're still going to make it right. Does it even? I'm gonna go, you know, let me Randy said nothing a while because we bored him with all the battlefield talk. That man don't play multiplayer games no more, anyways. Um Rand, it it should Forte. they just are we, are we really starting the podcast with Redfall? Yes, we games? are because we want to get it out the way. We don't want oh, this okay. to linger past this point. <laughs> is the question should they even bother? Is that the yes, question? that is definitely the question. What, I mean, they, have, they 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 I mean they promised more content and they literally sold a hundred dollar version of the game with two extra characters. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're contractual contractually obligated to do so, but it's probably the right thing to do. It's probably the right thing to do for the fans of the game, even though we all make fun of the game and say it's not worth playing. I'm, I'm sure there's people like enjoying it. the game, mm-hmm. probably the right thing to do uh, by the developers who made the game want to fix it right they promise 60 frames they promise more characters and more content so it's probably like yeah they need to fix that and they need to provide the content they said they would provide instead of just being like well no we're done and moving on to something else i'm sure there are people at arcane austin who probably have moved on to something else but they need to at least fix or they need to at least live up to the promises of of what they uh, of what they said they would deliver before well, they before they move on. And and that's yeah. that's what I've always said in regards to this. I I the back when they made the announcement that 60 FPS wouldn't be there at launch, I mm-hmm. I was definitely on the side of this is a bad decision. They should just delay the game until it's there because by the time it does come out, if the game does not hit no one is going to be checking for the 60 fps mode and 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 i remember in that conversation forte was like well what's the point of even doing the mode if no one's going to check for it the point is that that's your integrity on the line because this is what you said you were going to do and as as rand has said there are people who paid for that additional content paid additional money the, the bite back mode the bite back edition whatever it was called and they paid additional money to to get that you have to fulfill those kind of obligations. And I think when you don't do that, you really lose the respect of not just the overall gaming community, but your own hardcore community that has supported you throughout everything. I, I this it reminds me of what EA forced Bioware to do with Mass Effect Andromeda. 
where Mass Effect Andromeda launched and it was a disaster of a launch and sales were nowhere near where they what they expected from a Mass Effect game and EA just canceled everything. They canceled the new expansion they were working on and they were people who had paid for that already. But they got canceled and it's just like, yo, you you really will lose lifelong fans by promising something people paying for what they what you promised and then not delivering you just can't you can't do that they have to if they made the 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 statement that we're going to have more characters we're going to have uh 60 fps we're going to have more you know more content coming you gotta do that yeah no, nah, yeah. I, I mean i i agree i agree with both sides on i agree with both y'all on that um 100 as I put my time in the in the in the Redfall. Uh, unfortunately, I ended up putting it down uh, after about after losing ninety minutes of game time. Uh, that's something that I just don't I don't play about. It's it's an immediate turnoff. And the, to be fair, the game wasn't what was quote unquote promised. Right now, again, mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not the arcane player, whatever the case may be. And I did jump into a co op with Pong. So that did enhance the experience. And I do think that there was uh, something special there. I think what's unique to me about this situation is just the them coming back to them just with, uh, and withholding their promise or not withholding it, but making sure that they stand on their promise is that this situation is much different from what you were describing in slow-mo with EA, where Xbox actually will support Arcane, And they, Arcane has also already stated that they're moving on. They're already working on their next game. Right. So supporting, putting a small team or whatever to fully flesh out Redfall and it just landing and being whatever it is. Um, you know, I saw, I see Capono in chat saying kind of fighting against that. I don't think Game Pass is the, is the landfill that broken games just get released into. I think Redfall would have been broken regardless because of how it was created. It came from a broken Zenimax trying to find their way in a live service world and not having any solid mythology about how to go about that process. Now you ha- you're under a publisher where you did, did, didn't need that anymore. And again, it's not okay either that Microsoft oh, completely overlooked that when they when they were acquired. But nonetheless, if they saw if they saw it as something that was a fall off, hey, we're just gonna have to write that one off, release it as is, and y'all move on. We trust y'all. We know y'all right. do good work. This is just gonna be the one that's maybe doesn't hold up to y'all previous titles as some say that they do. Because I, I keep hearing that Arcane's a solid studio. Um, Redfall's not a good example of that. But the only thing they can do is is definitely hold the line and make sure that they stay true to their word. So so. The only thing that the only thing that I think about this mostly is due to the fact that you're right. A lot of Arcane has already moved on to another project, and I do think that they are going to honor anybody that bought that Bite Back Edition and got those two extra operative and whatever extra DLC was coming with it. But I am still of the belief that that 60 frames per second patch, that ain't coming, bro. You ain't gonna see that. I, I nah, honestly, I truly. Coming. I don't that, think that's coming, man. I don't think it's coming. I, mean, I, I know, think, pe- I know, I know people at Xbox that were literally side. playing at the sixty frames. Though. Okay, well then it's coming. Then I ran ran <laughs> out the door. This is before release, so I mean, like, there's a version of the game at least 
and some form of internal testing that is running the game at 60 frames. I think what ended up happening was we delayed the game once, right? Mm -hmm. They looked at it, and I think I think I think it was Bethesda's choice whether or not to delay it, right? It's their game, whatever. And it was like, okay, well, we could delay it again, but most likely it'll be pushed from 2023 to 2024. And maybe they just felt we need to get the game out. We just, whatever. We need to just get, put it out and just be done with it instead of delaying it again. Because what's there in Redfall isn't good. And even at 60 frames and even at with like two extra characters, you're still looking at a game that's at best a seven. So, right? Rand, do you think the challenge was a parity issue between the S and the X in terms of 60 frames? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the I think the challenge was that the game just sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you would have got invited. I, I think to it was this just like I think it was like Arcane using Unreal Engine when they normally don't. I think they they use some. Let's say they use the Void <laughs> Engine, which is like an it yeah, variation it's of a it modified tech. yeah, it's um, a modified it text. So they're using, and it was weird because I think originally they were like, hey, we're using Unreal Engine 5. If you, you can search for those articles that said Redfall was on Unreal Engine 5. And then suddenly it was like, no, it's on Unreal Engine 4. And it's a, it's a, it's a live service game, which Arcane's never made before. And, you know, judging from the Jason Schreier article about what went wrong with that game, it was kind of like leadership at Bethesda and at the studio wanted one thing, but it wasn't really coming out very well. And the employees were hoping that Microsoft would come in and just cancel the game essentially. But like they weren't going to do that because they don't really do that with any of their acquired studios. Right. So there's like, they're not going to come in and immediately be like, Oh, by the way, that game right there uh, canceled. Right. So I don't know. I just think it was just, it's just a real, it's probably just the developers didn't care about that game. The heart weren't the heart, their hearts weren't in it, which I think clearly shows mm-hmm. they were in over their head. They were trying to create a game. Uh, <laughs> they were basically forced to make a live service game because that's what Bethesda was, was doing at the time. And I, I think it was just kind of like they ran out of time. It's like this game was supposed to be out, you know, in 2022 and now we, we delayed it. Now it's 2023. We're not delaying it any further. Um, put it out. And you get Redfall, so I, I don't know. It, I just, it's just not a, good, it's not a good game. I think, I mean, I get what Pete's saying. He's like, oh well, the game's gonna live in Game Pass, which means people might discover it down the road, and we want that game to be, uh, fixed for them. Which, I mean, if you look at like the roadmap that Xbox has about Starfield, and which we'll talk about in six million players, and potentially owning Activision Blizzard and Call of Duty and adding those games to Game Pass and maybe driving a lot more people to Game Pass who might then check out the library of games there that are always there, Redfall being one of them. Uh, Maybe you get people down the road checking out the library of games and, okay, oh, here's Redfall, let me check it out. And it's better. It's not great, but it's in a better shape that people might then be like, okay, let me check out some of their other games. Let me check out their new game. Instead of, you know, you release the game, it bombs, and then nobody ever talks about it again, right? Nobody ever plays it ever again because it's just, it's this game that came out that nobody bought because it reviewed horribly. Um, Maybe that is kind of like, oh, we want to fix it because we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our fans to fix. And that, you know, if Game Pass continues to grow down the line, 
other people may discover it and we want them to have at least a good first impression of an arcane game instead of you know what our what redfall ended up being so i could see why they would be like yeah we're not we're not moving on uh we're gonna fix fix our problem you know so yeah i, I got a question for you guys and i want i wanted uh kofi to, to answer it first um we we've heard um from some of the reporting that's out there that uh out of the Arcane Austin studio that was still there when they made Prey and you know, all the other games, um, at launch of Redfall, like 70% of that uh, development staff had moved on. Um, I do, do you guys wonder if, you know, now that they don't have to make something that's not really a part of their identity, you know, they don't have to make a live service game. They can make more immersive sim kind of games. But do they even still have that kind of personnel to still make that kind of content? Uh, and I want I want everyone to answer it, but I wanted Kofi to answer it first. So I, I do remember, and I, this is slightly anecdotal, but I do remember seeing some posts on Twitter of prior employees or contractors with Arcane Austin mentioning that they had received a lot of negativity internally after that game had released. So I feel like the the energy and the overall ambition of that game has pretty much dissipated bringing mm-hmm. if there's going to be somebody you know maintaining this game fulfilling some dlc content it might be some new minds that could have a new vision because i just feel like everybody else was exhausted of their like their like their energy to to, to see that through and, you know I, mm-hmm. I think i saw another rumor of like other developers kind of mocking you know, how this game even came to release that I would take that personal. If I was on the staff somewhere, you know, working my, working my butt off. Um, So yeah, I think new blood in, maybe something can happen with it, but I don't think it's going to be like a no man's sky situation where like, you know, Sean and them, they just, they stayed there and they, now, you know, what's no man's sky. It's got VR. It's got like nine DLCs and, and people generally remember it. Well, um, I don't. I don't think it's going to be that same staff somehow brought back or something, anything well, like that. Well, 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 this is also kind of where I'm kind of going with because, like, if you're going to make so, so there was there was this there was talk, well, there was you know reports out that were saying that like they would hire people while they were trying to get staff in to to make Redfall, and they were they would get people who are applying who want to work at Arcane Austin because of games like Prey, games like Dishonored. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, the skill set they had, and that's kind of, like, the mindset they had of what they would be working on. But instead, they got, like, this live service first-person shooter, definitely a different kind of game design and vibe altogether. And so if if 70% of the people have gone on, and then if they, if they replace those people with people who are more along the lines of, trying to work on live service games now that they're going back to immersive sim do they need to now like retool with people who would do that or do they even do do they still have the staff to kind of make the kind of level of quality that they used to make before is, is what is what i'm what i'm wondering i just feel like whatever i, I think it's possible but I would temper mm-hmm. my expectations on what the end result would be. Let's say 60 FPS is added, and then maybe they have one 
somewhat interesting DLC, but the content is the same, right? Um, images of scenes with kind of esoteric text explaining, you know, the region, things that just felt incomplete in the first release. I think mm-hmm. we won't see a level up in whatever's next. And so we might go, eh, at least they at least they did the 60 FPS update. At least somebody could pick up the game and say, this is a decent, not broken game. But I don't think we're going to see mm-hmm. something... I just never think we're going to reach the fact that we'll say, wow, look at what Redfall did. Look at the turnaround. It is, I just don't see the level of effort sounds enormous based on the vision you just described, right? This is not their wheelhouse. Mm, and so yeah. to get to get staff in to do that, it sounds like ugh. get another studio to do it. I think if you really yeah. want to like turn it around. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, it's, I, just, I don't I, I will never I, I could never sit here and say that um, Redfall has true longevity. It doesn't. But you do still need to complete fully complete your game, because, again, to your point earlier against Lomo, it's just people have already paid for it. So it'd be only right to just fully to make the game complete. After that, it doesn't have to be some continued thing. You tried to make it one thing. It didn't hit with people. Although you have plenty of people who go out here and will defend the game for whichever reason, um, you know, that's to Eastern Rome. But at the end of the day, you have to have a finalized product uh, at the end. So putting a team on on anything Redfall related, you might as well just go ahead and create your next IP. If you want to go back to Dishonored or or you want to make that brand new game, people are going to be looking for that. Because I think the problem already with arcane is that even for somebody like myself and again i'm i'm in the top 10 percent of gamers right the the ones that are having these conversations and being involved um and i wasn't even thinking about arcane so they uh, they need to do they do need to work on something else that's going to help either bolster the fans that they already have or do something else that's going to help reach other fans because redfall obviously isn't it Gotcha. But they're in a better environment to be able to do that. So that's cool, the other cool. thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rand, any thoughts on that? I mean, I do think there's probably another studio. I wouldn't be surprised if another studio has taken over, um, like uh, Roundhouse Games. Mm. I wouldn't they, be surprised they, they, they if weren't they a support studio on it? Um, they were. The they did place? some. They did. They did some work on Redfall. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe are doing the majority of the cleanup. Uh, since mm-hmm. Arcane Austin maybe has sort of moved on, or, or some of them have moved on, so I sort of feel like you fix the game, and then that's it. You move on. You 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 make good with your promises. Uh, and it was just yeah, that's that's all you really that's all you really can do. And uh, you know, as for your next game, because obviously all eyes are going to be on them for their next game, right? right? The the whole thing of Arcane never misses, which was true up until Redfall, right when you know, with Dishonored 1 and 2 and Prey and Deathloop. For me, Dishonored never missed. They're like the upper... Like, I remember being on the show with you guys, you know, Forte and Slow Mo, when you guys asked me, hey, what's your favorite studio out of the Bethesda purchase? And I, I didn't hesitate. I said Arcane, right? Because at the time, Arcane had dropped nothing but incredible games that I enjoyed, right? Greatly. So, like, you know, you watch the trailers for Redfall and you're like, okay, seems cool. I'm sure it'll be good because it's arcane. It's arcane, right? And then you play the game like, oh, man, what went so wrong? And you hear behind the scenes stuff like Jason Schreier. So whatever they do, to, whatever they do next, I'm sure they'll be under the microscope. Not necessarily arcane Leon, 
like whether they're doing a death death loop two or whatever i'm sure people will be like okay we're excited for that death loop was was a really good game that reviewed really well and was played by a lot of people but man i know like whenever they do announce their next project whatever it is the microscope's gonna like nobody's gonna believe that arcane austin can can actually reverse course can go from putting out a turd to putting out gold right people are just gonna be like i don't know about this game i don't know they burned me with redfall i'm not gonna get excited i'm i'm more interested in seeing what their next game is and how the reception to seeing it the first time how people are going to react to that of being like all right well you know am i gonna get excited for this because i was excited before you know fool me once shame on me or no i was saying go fool me once Shame fool on me you. Once, shame on you. Fool, fool me twice. Me twice. Shame, shame on me. me. Right. So. Yeah. But I, I feel like if it's more of what we, the reception of what they next show us will be de- dependent upon what it is. If it's if it's something more along the lines of prey and dishonor, oh, it's people are going to be right back on. I think I think people will be right back on that we down with arcane bandwagon but if it's mm-hmm. more something like redfall they're not going to have too many people that are going to be actually giving them the benefit of the doubt now i know i always use a lot of analogies with bioware but i think bioware is always a, a great case study of like the fall of a studio and the reason why bioware doesn't get the benefit of the doubt with dreadwolf is because 200 developers that were there when they were making Dragon Age Origins and Mass Effect. Say again? I said they're letting people go. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're letting people go. People. Yeah, and yeah, they've lost so many people have walked out and, and made their own mm-hmm. studios and they've they've had two bombs in a row. So they bombed the game that was in their wheelhouse that people expected them to do good with it with Andromeda. And then they bombed another game that wasn't in their wheelhouse and they had no business kind of making considering if when you know the the truth of the development of it and so it kind of makes you wonder like when it comes to arcane it's like i think if if we see a prey to or a a new ip that takes a lot of elements from prey that the arcane faithful will be back and and it'll be like like redfall never existed red who i don't know what that is and people will be just move on and just be look forward to what they expect from this studio. But if they get they if they come out with another shooter, l- looter, whatever you want to call it, live service, it's gonna be call it live service. It's gonna be people gonna be like, yo, what are you doing? I don't the, think don't you, you get know, the hint, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the arcane fans. I don't think y'all are gonna have to worry about the next game because again, it all comes down to environment. We. You, I got you. Got to recognize what they were going through at the time, trying to make the transition, supporting themselves. Um, and it's something that's completely different once you're under a publisher that can support you. You have a relationship with, um, and now you're seeing with Starfield. Although you know, give it gives and takes. Um, 
you know, there there seems to be some confidence there, right? So I, I think that the next one y'all are going to be right back in line and everybody will be happy with Arcane. Hopefully it actually elevates them, into, uh, you know, out of the stratosphere, kind of like a FromSoft situation because I know a lot of their games tend to be niche, at least from my understanding, Um, but they do have a following. So I want Arcane to really be be able to step out there. I know, you know, people mention uh, Prey and whatnot. It's a game I still haven't, I haven't tried yet. Um, That is really good, but... Hey, it's gonna be interesting to see how they play out with with uh with support behind them. So. Wow. So <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, Forte, you, you want know. to start with it. Forte. I, 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 I can't know, believe I'll just interject this. really quickly because yeah, we just I think I, you probably guys probably talked about this last week, but volition closing, right? Yeah. Um Yes. I think if Bethesda was independent and they released Redfall, I think Arcane's closed. Yeah, that I, I agree. agree. Thousand. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, There's I agree no with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, even even you know with Mikami leaving Tango, a lot of people were disappointed with that. I know Imran Khan put it out there that basically he was staying on at Bethesda because he was worried that if he left when Bethesda was independent, that mm-hmm. Bethesda would close Tango because of it. So then when eventually Microsoft acquired them and they, you know, released Hi-Fi Rush and it did really well and the studio kind of, Microsoft has big plans for that studio, he decided to leave and Microsoft's not going to close them. But, you know, it could have gone differently. Arcane could have been, Arcane Austin could have been shut down. Tango could have been shut down if Mikami had left Mm -hmm. before. So, yeah. Because Redfall was bad enough where, yeah, because Arcane always has that history of their games being good, but nobody really buying them, right? Right. And there's a reason why, in the lead up to this generation, Bethesda was selling themselves to PlayStation. Oh, we'll give you Deathloop. Oh, we'll give you Ghostwire Tokyo and Sony wanting Starfield. It's because they were having money problems, right? I mean, you don't yep. do that unless yep. you're, you're not confident in your product and, and you need cash infusion. So... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot to say. Oh my God, what did I say? Get this out the way quick. And it, listen, yeah, man. People, nah. people are still hurt. Let's be for real. So, Redfall. I understand this, and this is the thing about Redfall. It was the game that a lot of people looked at as the beginning of the new Xbox, or just the mm-hmm. beginning of oh, games what? coming out. And, you know, a lot of people were looking for, like, when May came around, May 4th, people were like, yo, we're going to get the chance to see what Xbox has been cooking. And it was a dud. And it and, and, and to this day, it still irritates people because it seems like Xbox didn't learn from past experiences that happened to them not even a year ago when you talk about the same way that Halo Infinite launched and, you know, people had issues with that. And, you know, and that was a vastly more superior game than Redfall was, but everybody knew what Halo was. It was like people were just upset at the way that it launched and just the care that they took with it. Redfall was like supposed to be a new beginning, a new IP, you know, it was supposed to be one of the very first games that was being released by you know, Bethesda under the under the new Xbox banner ship and stuff, and it didn't start out too well. And people aren't going to give that up. It, people are going to give it up, but we talked about this. Every game that comes out from Xbox is going to be under scrutiny. And, you know, moving on to the next topic, talking about Forza, you know, mm. Starfield, Starfield's here. 
people a lot of people love it a lot of people are like you know depending on what side of the console war you're on that's kind of where that conversation really goes i think a lot of people are enjoying i think it's going to be great and we're going to talk about that a little more deeply in a second but now focus moves over to forza that's the next game that comes out from xbox and this is supposed to be a layup for xbox for the most part because when's the last time a forza failed and i don't think that's going to happen with this but Definitely. you know conversations on you know no demos of the game and i don't kind of ever remember there ever being real demos for forza in the first place but really not having any type of hyper fanfare around it but it looks like microsoft is starting to you know ramp that up they just announced that there's going to be hands-on demos on september 11th for that game you're also going uh it's also going to be the return of forza monthly where they're going to be talking about different uh features and stuff that they're going to be adding to the game but a lot of that stuff got sour for the fact that you know game modes and things that were available in past forza games are not going to be there at launch you know namely split screen which i didn't even know forza had split screen because it's just something weird that i haven't really experienced in you know playing games myself in so long since you know online has become such a big thing but now the focus is moving over to you know forza and you know i'll go to you slomo i mean i know you're not a huge sim racer fan or just racer fan in general but what 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 should the message be when it comes to like for xbox and turn 10 on how they should handle the rollout of the messaging and everything with this game going forward and uh, what do you expect from them um, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, sim racers are not for me. I've never played Forza Motorsport, and I have zero intention on ever doing so. Forza Horizon is 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 as far as I go. Arcade racer, I jump in for a few weeks, have a ball, and then I'm done. Into the next one. Uh, so, but um, I'll just speak in general from what what you can expect, what I expect from a game that when I'm a fan of a series and they're coming out with another, uh, another part of that part to that series. And, and, and if I see that there are features that have always been there that are missing, what I'm expecting from, from that developer or that publisher at that point is just transparency. Like, like we, we transparency has to be the biggest thing that that you get from them at that point okay so all right so this mode and that mode aren't going to be available at launch when are they going to be available we need i, I need i need to know like whether this is a small issue or a big issue or is there more going to be worse things coming coming to pass because if you look at like what we're redfall i knew that 60 fps wasn't coming out in a few weeks or even a few months because if that was the case, they just would have delayed it, you know, whatever time period it would have took to get the 60 frames performance mode in there. The fact they didn't give us any timetable just had me assuming the worst, right. which, I mean, it turned out to be. But when you don't, even if it's not going to be the worst, anyone who gets disappointed by not knowing, by finding out that certain features aren't going to be available at launch, immediately goes to the well what's what's the worst case scenario and you can alleviate any of those concerns if you just speak up and of course like you may not know for certain if it's going to be if it's going to be two months or but but you you need to be able to it was supposed to be there at launch 
you need to give your community some some leeway by at least giving them a a ballpark term like like term period where it may show up just so that they know that you respect them you know and you respect their time and the money that, that they are going to spend on your game so I, I think that's that's definitely going to be necessary um but i i think the game's probably going to be fine regardless of what other features are missing i mean their turn 10 has always knocked out forza so <laughs> it's gonna be fine right all right anybody else just chime in yeah love um, to chime in oh go, go ahead. ahead yeah go ahead go ahead Kofi. well really quick i love turn 10 uh, from their old days okay the original forza motorsport forza mm-hmm. motorsport 2 grabbed love, me love and like Ooh, yes like here was the thing that blew me um that uh gran turismo was not doing because obviously i'm a huge gran turismo fan uh, the downhill mm. drifting that you could do in the original Forza mm. Motorsport with the AE86, you could get the replays, you had the smoke going. I just remember thinking, like, why doesn't more games, and again, like, Forza, I don't crown them as the king of sim racing, but there was a lot of mechanics that were going on in the early games that just made it so impressive. They were such a great competitor. Um, I actually, um, I guess I'm a little bit to the opposite of slow-mo. I, I tried Forza Horizon 4. I bought Forza Horizon 5. It's fun, but it doesn't grab me like, you know, a traditional closed circuit track, um, earning my ELO, getting, you know, getting my ranking and then having cars for each class weight or, uh, or horsepower. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, all the, the, the I guess the, the decals and seeing, you know, real cars with damage. And, like They were doing damage a little mm-hmm. bit better than Gran Turismo for a while. Um, so when, uh, the last, uh, Forza Motorsport came out and, you know, it, it, it was well reviewed, but there was a gap, right? We, how long has it been since the last, was it 2017 was the last Forza Motorsport? Yeah. Forza so Motorsport. to me, that's to me from the outside, it looked like a managing win. I said, oh, Xbox leadership wants Forza to build a game from the ground up. It, it should have all of the things that we should expect from a multiplayer game. One one weakness Forza Motorsport has is um, controlling crazy races in their online spaces, right? Like when you're in the, fr- <laughs> talking about turn 10, the first turn of every Forza Motorsport online race is a huge ramming event and everybody goes off, mm-hmm. into, the, off into the dust. And it's like, I wish there was some sort of like control for that. Um, they could work on things like that. Um, the only concern I had, uh, you know, for this game at first was, um, will they use the same model as Gran Turismo Sport did? And for people who don't know, they basically, uh, in Gran Turismo Sport, um, they made the original release very anemic in terms of cars and tracks and modes compared to old Gran Turismo games with the promise of having this continuous update. Now, they did have a lot of continuous updates, but it never met the 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 content level of uh, GT5 or something like that, which is one of my favorites. So when uh, the Game Pass model started in what, 2017? So since then I go, well, will Forza now have this type of model that is like Gran Turismo Sport? I, I don't know. Um, but as we as we crept a little bit closer, I think in the last couple of years, I was like, look, it's turn 10. They've had all this time to work on this. There's no way they're gonna mess it up. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit salty to, to see it like this, but to your question, Forte, you said what? What should the messaging be now that you know some of these things are already out? Um, I, I guess I, I guess I have to agree <laughs> with um with a slow mo and say transparency is probably best. Uh, it feels a little bit unfortunate that 
any mode that has traditionally been in a Forza Motorsport game is somehow missing due to, you know, I don't know, resource constraints, time constraints. Because this is, this is your time, and this is your wheelhouse. It's not like you're changing IPs or anything. So um, I guess that's me just, you know, being like just a, a fan. They really made me a, a fan of the genre. Um, and I, I just, I'm really rooting for them. I, I don't want to be the hater. I'm not going to be the, the hater when this game comes out, even if they get some, you know, tough, tough uh, reviews. I'm still, you know, looking forward to that. But yeah, transparency is probably best. Yeah, for me, Forza Motorsport is exciting, man, because it's going to be a test of, I'll say time in some ways, just because me personally, I've, I've fallen off of motorsport around the time that Horizon really became more of that thing, right? Um, but now I have found myself, because I was the guy in motorsport two, three, four, um, up to that first Horizon, and even the first Horizon, uh, I'm the guy that plays on the hardest difficulty, simulation everything um, outside of damage, because I, I had to start take turning that off that was restarting races because you got rammed in the side and now you don't drive drive right is annoying um but <laughs> for me seeing seeing forza motorsport missing those features that people have been saying that oh well the you, you might as well just push back the game because it's releasing incomplete Co co-op from what i've heard from previous motorsport games because i again like other people, I, I didn't even wasn't even aware that it had a co-op mode um, or split screen mode. Uh, excuse me. I've heard that it didn't run that great to begin with already, that it wasn't a favorable experience to use. I mean, I, and I could see it as a hey, well, you're over. I got a friend over, whatever the case. Hey, come, come check it out. Come do a race. But at the same point, I just I can't think of the last time where playing split screen in a racing game outside of like a need for speed or something like that was was really integral like especially in the sim racing um side of things because you want to be able to see all the visual details of you going to a corner the the numbers on the sides like there's so many other things that you got to pay attention to when when you're in split screen you they take away a lot of that so i didn't necessarily think that that was a big deal and then them also not having drag or drift up front Dragon Drift not being there is literally not, to me at least, not that big of a thing because they're going to exist regardless. Um, right. Or dedicated modes per se before, um, but they introduced them because there was a lot of people who were doing those things. Um, now, again, since I've been away from motorsport, I don't know if that scene has gotten so large that this is a big issue, but I don't think that, I just don't think that it is unless you, they're, they're coming out with some form of rank system or something else like that. Because again, if you if I need to drag or if we need to go to an open lot and we need to race each other or whatever, that can still be done. And I, doesn't, I don't need a green light to be able to do that. Um, is it nice? Cool. Is it, does it make me question, oh, where are you at in the process? No, because turn 10 has never given me a reason to question them. Um, Again, like to what Kofi was saying, I was a Gran Turismo fan. I remember the original three, four, what, what is it, like the foldable case that had all the CDs in it back on the PlayStation? Yeah, um, I remember that it. That was my thing back in the day, and I loved the class system that they never, that Forza never brought over. That was like the one thing for me, at least, um, that Forza was missing. And Forza Motorsport is seemingly doing that in this game. Hey, we're going to start penalizing people 
for not racing cleanly. We're going to give people an actual grade on um, on your account so you get more of an idea of who you're racing against, what you're doing. Uh, the the biggest concern for me, because I don't know how it's going to work, maybe I know Rand's under uh, <laughs> embargo, whatnot, but the biggest question for yeah. me right now is the whole car RPG aspect of it. Because having you taking away me spending money on vehicles, and this was a point that I brought up uh, to the Fun Speculation fam and Pong on the background is what can end up happening, and this is only going to happen for a certain amount of people, but if I bring a buddy on, right, who maybe doesn't play Forza Motorsport like that, but he wants to try it out and he wants to hop online with me and do some races. I got all the cars. If he hasn't played in whichever certain car that we end up choosing to race in, for x amount of time to level up that car he's going to have a terrible experience unless you you know they carry over that rental car system where you just borrow one from the host but not everybody wants to do that you want maybe you want to have your own car maybe you want to earn money through your races or whatever the case so you can kind of do with it whatever how you want it's just i don't know how that's going to end up playing out now for somebody like me who i'll typically have maybe two to three cars per class um, in every class, just so that I have something when I go online um, or when I play or when I race against other folks, that's probably not going to be an issue, but I could just see others coming in and be like, this is not an enjoyable experience because I got to go grind six hours to go level this car up. I'm never going to be able to play with the homies. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know if I have that much time to dedicate to this game like that, to be, to do that. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how that's going to end up playing itself out, but hopefully we get some more information on it. So, that's my biggest thing. Man, that's why I love I love gamers, man. Like you you never know how a topic is gonna go when it comes to people, um, especially when it comes to racing games, because not everybody's into racing games, and yeah, this is a lot more information than I thought I was gonna get. Shout out to you guys. Ran, Mr. Ran, I, I are you gonna yeah. play Forza first of all? Do you even care about Forza? I mean, I literally played Forza Motorsport yesterday. Ooh. Yep. See? He did say he was under NDA. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we Ooh. so you so you can't tell us you can't tell us what you think of it, but you could probably tell us the direction you think. Is there anything really to worry about here? Or is people just I mean, worried I don't to know. be worried? I, I can't I mean You can't speak on it. I can't say anything. I mean I literally played the game and so you know. I, I mean I will say like the split screen thing, like turn ten did come out and say publicly like Phil said, that split screen wasn't even. They were never going to do split screen. It wasn't part of the the, the roadmap of the game, mm-hmm. uh, because I think usage rate wow. is so low in it. So they're like, we're going to focus on other things. Um, but yeah, I can't really say much else about the game because. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. 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 Definitely don't want you to. Okay. So I will ask you this, Dan. When it comes to just the overall direction of talking about this game and just like, you know, that's the biggest thing with with people with Xbox right now is just finding out information, information like in a lot of people's eyes too late. Like the fact that they said a while ago that this game, they weren't focusing on split screen, but if you listen to the internet, this was something that was just found out two weeks ago. Well, yeah, well, because they're, people trying to tie it together to Baldur's Gate 3, right? Right, And exactly. trying to make it a thing like, oh, split screen was why Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't coming to Xbox, and oh, split screen's not in Forza, so there's has to be 
some larger issue at play, right? Right. Um, but like you don't really know any of the finer details. You're just like, well, split screen, split screen. Come on, that's that's a problem. Um, I don't know. I I think. I think most people do not give a flying fuck about split screen. Yep. So I the agree. amount of people complaining about it is I'm... odd, uh, mm-hmm. because most people don't use it. Um. So I mean, you ask me what am I? I can't even really say that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really yeah, we'll come much back. about we'll come, we'll, Listen, don't you put yourself in trouble. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> you to get in trouble. We want we, listen, man. Listen, we don't want the police coming for you, bro. We we love you. Yeah. I mean, you don't gotta wait that long. I mean, I believe the preview stuff is like you said the on the eleventh, so that's on Monday. So you're sure you get a bunch of people's opinions about what they mm-hmm. played and because it wasn't just like you know I, I, ILP. They they actually got hands on like at the Thing. The I, I got a, I got a, uh, at home build sort of thing. So, um, to you, but yeah, so it'd be, you, you probably see a lot of people talk about Forza on Monday and I'm sure a lot of those things that you mentioned will be addressed in some way or shape or form, you know? Nice. Well, we're going to move on from this before we get ran in trouble. Not, try, <laughs> not trying to do that. You know, we got to keep, both sides of the Xbox too, not just, you know, can't be having third wheels running that show because we need Rand there. But um all right, moving on to the next topic. Let's talk about Cyberpunk Cyberpunk, man. Everybody on this everybody on this Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, what would you call it? No, no, you know, no. I I said no, listen. Listen, I was looking at I was listen, okay. So first of all, I have the Tesla website up on my Whoa, on my screen right okay. now, Bob, and Bob, I was Bob I was looking, and you know they got you know they they've been talking about the <laughs> Tesla truck, so I said Cyber Truck because I that's what they've ah. said. Truck okay, why are you looking at Teslas? <laughs> because my because my my wife is like. You know, no, she, why are you get, doing that right now? Is what I'm was as well. No, I'm it's on my screen. Focused. No, it's on it's it's my screensaver right now because that's the, I want a Tesla. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought I thought and you were it, like no, it's a screensaver on my screen, and I want a Tesla because my wife is giving me an okay to do it. And when I said cyberpunk, I was thinking of the cyber truck for some reason. So I don't know why. I don't want that truck though. It just popped in my head for a second. That, that truck is it's it's hideous. It's it hideous. is very hideous. The but you, vehicle I've ever seen. But guess what? <laughs> it's gonna be probably the most. It's gonna be one of the most selling things that Tesla does when it comes out. Gonna be um, ridiculous. Elon Musk is gonna be like, I told you so. Unfortunately. Oh god. I know. God. Oh god. Oh yeah. But let's talk about Cyberpunk. I know everybody on here has played check, it, beat it. Or check your message. I already, I, I already, I already seen it. I already okay. seen it. Cool. Okay, cool. Sure. So L- guilty listen. admission. I have, I have not spent any time with the Cyberpunk. Me either. Good job. Me either. Look, I'm wait, I'm Me waiting either. for all. I'm waiting for the all game. the DLC to come out to do it. That was really? that was my original reaction when it first mm. came out, and there wasn't an official PS5 version. I said, "Okay, I'll just wait." And then since then, it, gaming has just been crazy. So I know that this Phantom Liberty is mm. coming. So maybe maybe this is my chance. Yeah. But I was just anyway. Mm. I'll, I'll let you. This would be the this would be the time, right? Because they're they're essentially rebuilding the entire game. It's a, it's going to be completely different. Um, yeah. even for m- me, uh, like playing the game. And everything that I got out of it, I was one of the ones along with Pong that were like on the hill of 
we didn't have a lot of the issues. Again, me being on PC, Pong had the magical Series X, I guess. Um, he had literally had no issues. Um, and I had very minimal. But I enjoyed my entire, I enjoyed Cyberpunk for what it was. And I actually, Cyberpunk's one of my top 10 games I've ever made um, because of that story and because of the gameplay. And to see them, it's it's amazing to me to see CD Projekt Red um, not rest on their laurels and say, oh, well, good enough is good enough to like, to hear the people come out uh, for well, one, you release the game and it's not complete, has mad issues, it mm. needs to be optimized, a lot of things need to be worked on. You pulled a lot out of the game, and then to get the reception that you did, still sell dumb amount of copies. Again, don't get it twisted, the game is successful it, with yeah. all the returns and everything. And then you still have people as the game progressed. It is very rare where you have these games, and Starfield is going to be one of them, um, where over time they get better, right? And especially since it was on PC, you, the, the modding community got right on that. A lot of the things that are coming into Phantom Liberty are things that are mods already currently. So you, it's like they obviously have been paying attention. They obviously wanted to have this coherent story. And that was one of the main questions that I had with Phantom Liberty um, was like, hey, you have these multiple endings to this game. How does this fit into the into your game now? Like, what are you doing? Um, and that was something that always blew my mind because, like, unless once you get to the end of the game, it tells you you can't go back after this point. And someone like myself, I don't have a save there. That's not how I play games most of the time. Um, Starfield is one of the, is a game that I'm starting to do that with a little bit differently, I should say. But as as exciting as that is, it's also coming out in a very strange time uh there's a lot of different games to play armor core 6 i'm on my third playthrough running through that i'm on oh, starfield God. right now nice, that's going to be a game that's i got almost 70 hours into that um currently and that's going to be probably be another game that i'm going to be spending some time with because it's not a rush for me and the in the ebbs and flows of the game so far um have been top notch but anyway to get back on key is Cyberpunk is, is it was a great game, is a great game, and I'm excited to see what CD Projekt Red brings to the table with this expansion. Um, then rebuilding the game, how many more people are going to jump in? Um, Idris, one of my favorite dudes, is in, is in the game. I want to I want to see what that's like. Uh, so I'm excited for it. But when I'm going to play it, I don't know. We'll we'll have to end up finding out. That's interesting. So Ryan, yeah. really interested to hear that you haven't even touch the game yeah was i mean it, was it gonna take for you to do it and why haven't you phantom liberty it was just a matter it was just a matter of time i was just kind of like i think i had i think i got had the game right away but then it was like the performance stuff was an issue so i was like oh, i'll just wait right and then yeah. and now it's now it's getting all these big updates and everything i, I want to play it the problem is a lot of people told me that Starfield is very similar in a way to cyberpunk in, in certain areas. Um, and like, I just literally spent a hundred hours in this big, huge RPG. I'm not sure I want to spend yeah. another hundred hours. So close to that, you know, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to spend all that time in cyberpunk where like, I might feel like I might get burnt out. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to play cyberpunk, but I'm probably going to play it more towards the uh, beginning of next year when there isn't so much coming out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not also on, because the problem with, with cyberpunk is it can demand a lot of your time, but October's filled with games I want to play. Right. Like, yeah. You know, October's, okay, Forza Motorsport, which I'm sure 
I'll probably play some. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2. Uh, so there, there's a whole bunch of games come in October, and Cyberpunk comes out at the end of September. And I haven't played the game, and obviously I would do all the content. So it'd be one of those things where I'd be like on a clock. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> and it's a lot. Yeah. It's like so. It's like if you're just coming off a of Starfield rant, I would definitely not suggest jumping into side. There is so much in that game now. If you're just gonna play the story and whatnot, but get to get the full breadth of the game, yeah, I, I would definitely suggest to wait. Then if that, yeah, that was my thing. It was just like, party. well, there's all these other games coming out. I don't want to be rushed to get through Cyberpunk. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's gonna be time early next year where there won't be as many games releasing, and I can be like, all right, now I can it's been enough time since Starfield. I can sort of get into the next big game. So that, that's mm-hmm. kind of my plan with, with cyberpunk. Okay. Sounds good. What about you? Um, Lomo, I know, you know, you, you, you know, when ham in this game and played it in four different ways. Awesome. Tell me what or you're three. thinking, bro. Or three. Okay, three. I, I, so I have like 150 hours in this game, um, all on PC. Um, my first playthrough was a bit of a disaster because um, I played it at mm-hmm. launch and I had a lot of problems on PC. I, I was barely able to finish the game. Um, the final mission mm-hmm. just kept bugging out on me. I was like about to just give up into it. Like I figured out how to avoid the bug in the game that kept like preventing my progress from 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 you know going forward. But when they did the big fix last year, right around the time that Edge Runners came out. I still wasn't like really like hyped about going back into it at that time. I was like, you know, all right, they fixed it good. You know, that's that's good for the people who ain't played it yet. I'm 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 done. I played it. I beat it. I moved on. But then I watched the Edge Runners, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, that weapon is in the game, and that's in the game. Oh, and that that's that's that that that's Sam Deviston. That, yeah, that's in the game too. What, the next thing I know, here I am reinstalling the game, <laughs> creating a build that is literally all of the 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 cybernetics and weapons and everything, the mono wire, all that stuff from the from the anime, and then it's just like a a whole new lease on life. A, I heard a, that anime. Is on, it's it's one of the best animes I've ever watched. It's very wow. Good. It's very, very good. Definitely check it out. And, and what I love about it, all the music in it is the music that's in the game. Every, some of the characters, like the, the music in the, the game is, yeah, the music, the music game is great. So the, the Ripper doc that's in the anime, you can go see him in the game. Mm. All the okay. weapons that they use in the anime are really weapons like that are it. in the game, which is, which is the reason why I reinstalled the game because I wanted to take all the weapons, the shotgun, the, the mono wire, the sand Vistan, and, and find the legendary versions of all of them and just go ham in the game. And that's uh, 150, like, well, it took me probably about 30 hours to beat the game the first time, but like 120 hours later, here I am still jumping in there and. And I understand how, like, if you finish Star Starfield, you may not want to jump into something like this uh, right away. But like, this is a it's a lot more Good focused game. of a game when it comes to like the story elements and yeah, you can get deep into like I remember at one point 
because I just love, I love like the bike. My main weapon in combat was using a mono wire, which is like this electric burning wire that like, it's like almost like a, a, a what do you call it? Like a, a, a garut where you could just like, like choke people with it. But then it's like, I'm literally like, because it's a burning wire coming out of my wrist, I'm like ripping people in half and stuff. And I just started hunting all the cyber stock, the all the the cyber uh, the, the uh, what do you call them the, the cyber psychos. I I hunted all of them to extinction. Like I, <laughs> I brought them all down, and they're like you know like one of the harder enemies to kill in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just this game has got it's it's I will always come back for it. I I'm ready I'm ready for this expansion I'm ready for the changes they're gonna make I'm ready for for the, the new weapons I want to see what I can add to to my uh my, my my current Edge Runner build but in addition to that I also started a third playthrough that's all basically Netrunner so it, 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 some people will always go like oh well you know Cyberpunk's not really like an RPG yeah it is if you really look at it, it like no. yeah the the way they set things up a Netrunner mm-hmm is like a mage it's like a magic user like you you don't even have to move you can just use your 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 cybernetics to go in um hack the network say like say in a building connect everyone that you see through cameras and then hit them all with like a, a an attack all at once and burn out all of their their, their brain functions like you have that kind of like aoe type of abilities uh, with, with a net runner and, and it's just it's so deep but it's I, I think a lot of people are like myself was when I first started playing the game where you got distracted by the bugs by the problems by the performance issues trying to troubleshoot the performance issues uh, having bugs that were you 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 may have not saved your game for like 30 40 minutes and then a bug wiped out all your progress and you got pissed off and uninstalled it like all that kind of stuff really detracted distracted people from how good of an actual core game it is and i think that mm-hmm. it is a kind of unfortunate where it's coming out where it is because i think if this was say june or July, oh, that would be, t- yeah, that yeah. Would a lot of people would be like, "Yo, let let me go finally give Cyberpunk a shot." Not that twenty million people already played it, because some of them might come back and just you know do the expansion. But the people who shied away from it because it it was it was you know all the negative all that that negativity around it, or the two million people who got a refund might decide to jump back in now that it's fixed and actually give it a shot. I, I do think it's worth worth a playthrough, at least one playthrough for everybody. So like yeah. Ran, Forte. Yeah, you know, Kofi definitely do that. Like it's it's a it's an awesome game. It's a very good story. And and I think Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's Try a, to it's check a, it, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Look. Oh, man, we didn't get DLC for him. <laughs> I I need that. I need that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's all, it's, it's all good, man. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm glad that they stuck with it and they, they stuck with fixing it because, and I think they needed to. CD Projekt Red, their reputation when they went from being a darling studio to being like 
people would say their name and spit on the ground. You know, <laughs> like they were just they were they were became gutter trash out of nowhere. And that that thing before they launched another game, they needed to redeem themselves with this game. And I and I feel like it, anyone who plays this game will it, will see the the level of work and and quality that it is now and in in. in respect that shout out to blaze 4k with the five dollar super chat says uh starfield has me by the balls by the short and curlies that's impossible (laughs) that's impossible not blaze yeah blaze 4k Mm. deep into starfield or the starfield's deep into him pause whoa 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 It's a seven out of ten joke. That's a seven out of ten joke right there. You got kids, slow mo. You got kids. Can't be commenting on another man's balls. Hey, it happened. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's a segue to get into the topic, though. You know, if you want to jump in, yeah. (laughs) Well, Kofi, did you have anything you wanted to bring? I think I'll, I'll I'll sit back on this one just because I. I like. No, I, I think it means about cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, specifically about cyberpunk. Like, I, I, I want to try the game at some point. I think more, more like Rand next year. So I, I have my whole year scheduled out. You know, I've got JRPG coming out in November. Yeah. JRPG, yeah. Three JRPGs coming out on the same day at the end of this month. Um, so that's that's it. Um, and next maybe January. You know, let's hope Final Fantasy VII remake is not coming out till March. <laughs> Give me some chance to to try it then. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I bought it day one. Um, sat on it, had it installed, looked at it, was like, yeah, I'm not playing you. This game's trash right now. And and then I um heard all the hype around the DLC, not the DLC around edge runners. And I was like, okay. And I wanted to jump in there, but I was like, Nope, still ain't fixed all the way. So then when I heard out the DLC, when it was coming out and all these latest updates and everything, I was like, yeah, I'll wait. It is just bad timing right now. Like I'm like, ran is like, I can't play Starfield and then jump into something that massive right after it. Like you kind of need a palate cleanser and, more than likely, it's going to probably be Spider-Man for me. And then after that, we're looking at maybe Assassin's Creed just to get back into, you know, since it's going back to the, you know, the original formula. So, yeah, Cyberpunk probably won't get hit until, what, early next year? And we don't even know what the whole slate of what early next year is going to look like for games either. You know, a lot of stuff is going to get announced over the course of the next couple of months or next month or so. And Next thing you know, February, March might be to the point where, like, where am I gonna have time to ever touch this game? <laughs> so, and you know, we still got Final yeah. Fantasy Rebirth coming too, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. So, so, so it, it'll only be our chance that they'll finally give us a release date on that. Then we're like, yeah, this game is never gonna get played. But we've all been patient, very patient um, to be at it. Let's talk about some Starfield, man. Starfield, mm. Starfield, Starfield. The game that everybody loves and they love to hate and they want to talk about how planets are static things in the sky and how, you know, gravitational pools work on them and everything like that. It's great. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, love, I love how everybody became a scientist and an astronomic overnight. It's great. I love it. But uh, we're here to talk <laughs> about the gaming side of it. And um, 
I'm gonna go to you first, Loma. Well, you know, yeah, because I, I, I want to, because Rand's gonna probably have a big part of this because he did a review on it. You put 25, 23 hours in it since, since and you didn't. Tuesday night, and you ain't by <laughs> day one. You, you crazy? It's like, Tuesday do you night. got? You I, have? I, I didn't know it was that much until like I checked right before we went live, and I was like, twenty three. Is that right? You know yeah. what? I'm gonna interject really quickly, right? Because. This man slow mo. Yes, please tell him. <laughs> this man slow mo was one of the fifty people that DM'd me while I was reviewing Starfield, and it was mm. asking me all these questions about it. Mm. I just like, look. Hey, I didn't hey, want him. Hey, to hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Spend hundred dollars on this game for early access. Trying yeah, to get me all I, all I wanted to know. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, I was feeling that FOMO, and I was like, I could, should mm. I just spend this thirty dollars and play it early? But I was just sure. like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I've never really dug Bethesda RPG, so I'm like on me the fence. So like, you were on, so you were really on the fence because the way you made it seem like, nah, man. When we were playing uh, Remnant, you was like, nah, man. I'm just gonna wait. I can't say a slow mo. Why won't you just? Why won't, I whoa, can we talk about Remnant? Well, we I told. I just told him I was like, hey, okay, you know. Well, we can yeah. we can add we can we can add a remnant topic right at the end and talk about it since everybody I told wants to talk about I was it. like, listen, just wait for the reviews. And he was like, okay. But I found it funny because I've never experienced like I get you know I get a lot of games early or whatever. I've never experienced a situation where like people were dying to know about this game and what I thought about mm-hmm. it. And here's here's slow mo, my bridge four brother. He's like, Brand, tell me, tell me, should I spend a hundred bucks on this? I'm just like, oh my god, no! I'm like, just wait. So you, I take it you didn't you didn't spend the hundred dollars? No, I didn't. I I, I waited. He spent then, seventy dollars or sixty. No, I, I playing it through Game Pass. What you actually in the <laughs> Xbox launcher? Can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. So you're not one of the million people that, well, six million people that actually played the game well a million people don't steam no i am among the six million because the, the six is six million people, six million played, people the game played the game up until today yeah. there are it was a, a one million concurrent people uh announced yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. and and there was about a quarter million people that were playing it through steam early access so i wasn't but them. not like total yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so i've been playing it through pc game pass I got 23 hours in. Um, it is. This it is the dramatic one, pause. The, dramatic it, it, I'm, pause. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to be, the best way to say it. It's the one Bethesda RPG that I actually enjoy, okay. and I say that because wow. like I can't stand any Bethesda RPG. I do not. I can't stand Skyrim, Morrowind, Oblivion. I hate okay, I all of them. And, right. and 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 Fallout Three. I was digging Fallout Three until I got out the vault. Then I was like, "Nah, this ain't for me." <laughs> so it's like, if you kind of go back to Bethesda's, like when Skyrim was blowing up, everyone was playing Skyrim, and I was playing Dragon Age Origins. So if, if you can see like the differences between those kind of RPGs, you kind of you can kind of understand how I am the kind the kind of RPGs that I typically love. Now. I was I was I was intrigued by this one because one of my biggest pet peeves with Bethesda RPGs is the combat and I have always hated the way they've mm-hmm. done their combat. And mm-hmm. I saw when I saw like 
where they were doing like when they first showed the the, the, the combat i was like the gunplay i was like mm, i don't know then as we started to see more i was like okay it, it wasn't until the 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 deep dive they did last june where i finally decided you know i'll give it a shot because mm-hmm. I, I think i think i've seen enough where i think i might be digging this and you know other people have talked about the slow grind, the, the kind of the slowly getting into it, they're slowly just liking it and getting good. Mm-hmm. I was concerned about that because I'm not that dude that's going to stick around and play a game for 20 hours before it gets mm-hmm. good. I have never finished The Witcher 3 because I mm. put 10 hours in on The Witcher 3 and I was bored all 10 hours. And, and everyone mm. tells me, mm. <laughs> just just play two more hours. I tr- Trust oh. me, you'll love it. And I'm like, no. I'm done. And so I, I I almost assumed that would be the case when I played booted up Starfield for the first time last Tuesday. But instead, I'm twenty three hours in. <laughs> and I am I, I my 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 mindset was I'm gonna play this RPG the way I enjoy playing RPGs. I'm not a big exploration mm-hmm. dude, so everyone complaining about fast travel. I'm like, well, good. One of my favorite games of all time, Mass Effect Two, got fast travel all over the place. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to explore. I don't. Like when 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 Todd Howard back in the day said, "See that mountain? You can go to that mountain." I was like, "Why? Like, what's on the mountain? What's what, what's there for me? I don't want to go to that mountain. If ain't no ain't it like a a, a sword there. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no sword there. <laughs> you, better, you better give me a reason to go to the mountain. So it's like uh, I don't care that yeah, I can't. Like it's going to take me ten hours to fly the Pluto because I'm not doing it, and I wasn't going to do it anyway. And it, it, unless there is a legendary gun on Pluto that will blow people's heads off with one bullet. I'm not going. And so I'm playing this game the way I play any RPG. I'm doing the main quest and I'm doing the side quests that pop up and, you know, towards me that, that I find intriguing. I've now joined the UC Vanguard. I'm doing those hey, missions. Vanguard's fire. Vanguard's fire. I'm doing the main missions. The story is another negative I had about Bethesda in the past is I thought they weren't the best storytellers. This one's better than what I think they've done in the past, although it's still not, it ain't old school. Where are you in the main story? Tell me. I am. I, I saved Barrett and now, um, yeah, I saved Barrett, went back to the lodge. (laughs) Um, and we had our big discussion about all the, the, the pieces. And then I need, I think the next thing I need to do was go to neon. But I haven't done that yet because I've been doing. Okay, you 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 haven't even begun, my friend. Oh man, okay. Yeah. All That's the good. cool, all the cool stuff in the main story is yet to happen. Nice, nice. So yeah, I I, I got a lot to look forward to, and and it's the the gunplay is good enough for me to enjoy deciding to go down the rabbit hole what's going on with vanguard or enough for me to i did i just did the side quest about layer the mantis mm, that's a good if one you got, mm-hmm. yeah and that's that and that's not i i don't want to give up the where they got the influence of that from because people immediately kind of know what it's about but like the whole point of it and the lore behind the mantis it's so intriguing to me. And it, and it really, when you get to the end it's of dope. it and you get the rewards of what happened, mm-hmm. like 
you you have a better appreciation of the the things that you got out of it. It's not just hey, I got another weapon, I got another piece of armor. Ooh, I got it. I got this. No, you understand what it was about and where it came from and why it's that like revered and why so many people were trying to get their hands on it and died doing so. So it's just it's uh I, I'm I'm enjoying the game. I'm enjoying the game. And so what what I tend on doing is really trying I, I, I said I was gonna focus in on just <laughs> the main story and so far I really haven't in that twenty three hours. But I'm gonna focus more on the main story. Get into new game plus and then do more of the the crazy, you know, all kinds of stuff. I, I actually real quick I did uh, a side quest today where, and I, and I was only, I was trying to get to the Mantis layer and, but you can't just go, you can't just fast travel there. You have to create a flight path there. And if you haven't explored those, those solar systems yet, you have to go to that solar system and then like, like uh light speed out to the next one. And so I ended up at this place and immediately in front of me is this this ship that's just sitting there, and it's like when you try to communicate with it, it's like static and weird clicking sounds and stuff, and it's just like, what the heck is going on? And then there's like a dude on the planet that's just like, hey, hey, can you come down here and help us for a, for a moment, please? You know, one momento. So I go down there, and they're like, hey, you thought that ship, that ship up there? We think that's aliens. Can you go up there and like, you know, communicate with them for us? Because we scared. So I said, all right, I go in there. It's not aliens. It's humans. But these are humans mm. from Earth. Yeah. Mm. You had the same thing I had. Damn, that's funny. Talk about it. <laughs> and, and they, they, the same, yeah. they, these are humans with outdated technology <laughs> that have been in space so for 200 years. <laughs> And they got no idea what's going on. They just like, yeah, we we try to go to this planet. We're we're trying to save humanity, and it's just like, nah, fam, humanity's good. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah, you you guys you guys been out in space too long. No, we we got like a, we all over. You know, you left Earth when you would thought you were the first. You were the first humans to left Earth, but you the last humans to get anywhere. Sorry, <laughs> and so that's actually pretty insane. And, it, and it's, it's it's crazy, and then there's like this whole thing where they feel like they have claims to the planet because when they they like, hey, we we charted out to take this planet. They get there, and a whole other corporation then turn the planet into like a resort planet, and they just like, hey, look, mm-hmm. these people are really troublesome. Can could you just kill them? I'm not saying kill them, but just kill them <laughs> so that we ain't got to deal with this. And it's like dealing with that whole like figuring it out i i, I found it to be very very uh entertaining although i and I, I and i i uh recorded my whole exchange with that because i kept saying because I, I wanted to see how far i could go because i wanted when they when they proposed that i killed the the, the, the colonizer humans up mm-hmm. there in space i was like all right i'm gonna kill y'all instead i'm gonna kill all of y'all and then let them have the planet but then I couldn't. And I was like, damn, I can't do that. Man, that would have been great if I could just kill. Like, I'm sitting here in front of the board. I'm fully geared up with all kinds of guns. They're just sitting here like, hey, you know, go up there and just kill them. Could you do that? And I'm just like, no, I'm going to kill you. Bow, shot him in the head. But then he just fell. And I'm just like, oh, he's not dead. Damn. And so I couldn't 
like it, you get the freedom of yeah. choice, no. it's, but it's not quite Baldur's Gate three. You know, like Baldur's Gate three will mm-hmm. let you do that. And in in Starfield, you can't like, and even then, I said, all right, well, you know, I can't kill them. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna go up there, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna kill them in my own way. Right. And I went in. I, I literally kicked in the door, the airlock, and started blowing people away. And then I oh. couldn't, I couldn't kill them that way either. I was like, so if, if if I killed them on the ship, the only way I can do it is by sabotaging their reactor. I'm like, oh man. So there are restrictions, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it is like that freedom of choice. So I did spend like two hours figuring out the solution I was going to have there, but I enjoyed those two hours. So I, like, like I said, I'm a, long, long-winded as I am. I'm sorry. I am enjoying the game. Um, I do think there are some, I do understand some of the reviewers having their issues with not things not being explained. I, I made an entire outpost. And I can't put nobody in it because I built the entire outpost not knowing that I need to put this one little uh, perk. Look, <laughs> I forgot what it's called so that I could put a person there. And I'm just like, I, I ain't got no materials I, left. I literally then built the whole living space, a couch, a, a bed, <laughs> like like freaking dartboard on the side. They, they got everything in there. I can built everything except for the one thing I needed to make it an official outpost. And I'm like, could it hurt to have a little tutorial slide? Just like, just, just, you know, oh, we see you're building an outpost for the first time. Here's some things to know. And just say, if you, if you want to have one of your, your companions live here, stationed here, build this. That's all I needed. But I spent 45 minutes in the ton of materials for, for, for nothing. So, but yeah, enjoying the game. It, it, it's not a perfect game, but I am enjoying it. I am having fun with it. Now I, I will, I will shut up now because I talk too much. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Glad you told me that. Anyone? Whoever was. The, was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a follow up right there. Yeah. That's a follow up right there. Rad. Um, Go ahead and tell us what you thought, bro. It's it's difficult because I've talked about this game so much, right? So I'm trying to. I'll try to say some things, uh, not in a way that I've said before. Um. So, very much like slow-mo, I wasn't someone who loved Bethesda games. I, I liked Oblivion and Skyrim, right? I didn't love them. I liked them. They're enjoyable. But it wasn't like I would go goo-goo-gaga over them or, or evangelize them on, on, online. And even though you know, I enjoyed Fallout 3, I, I'm not a fan of the post-apocalyptic setting. I just post-apocalyptic doesn't do much for me. So and I, I didn't play Fallout 4 for I think it came out the same day as Rise of the Tomb Raider and I just picked that one and never never went back to Fallout 4. So the reason I was looking forward to this one despite not being like despite not loving Bethesda games is because I'm a sci-fi nerd. I love sci-fi mm. stuff. Cuz I feel like you can do a lot more in sci-fi than you can in med- medieval fantasy or post-apocalyptic, right? You can you can have crazy aliens, and you can tell weirder stories. You can build sure. more ridiculous uh, cities and stuff because it's just your imagination. Like sure, like what they what they built was more like they want it to be realistic. So you can't go land on gas giants or walk on the surface of the sun. You know <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, but it's still kind of around that NASA punk era theme, right? Um, 
so going into it, I was like, okay, I haven't played a Bethesda game since Skyrim. So it's been a long time. Uh, what would that be? 11, 11, what was it? 11, 11, 11. So 12 years for me. Uh, I get, I get the code and you know, I'm, I'm all excited. I'm like, Oh, Starfield early. I wasn't expecting it. Right. Cause I didn't get Redfall early. So I just was like, ah, oh, Bethesda doesn't know who I am. And then I get, I get the code and I'm like, Oh my God, let's dive in two weeks early. Well, I hope it's enough time. And almost you could make the argument. It wasn't enough time, right? People are still discovering things about this game and they let people play it two weeks early. It should have been three weeks early. And my initial reaction was one of bewilderment and disappointment. Because while I felt the, the gunplay was strong, and I, fe- I felt the gunplay remains pretty tight throughout the most of the game with all the different weapons you do get and you can switch between. Like, I like just jumping up in the air with the, the boost pack and, like, dropping grenade launchers, like, shooting a grenade launcher at people and then landing and switching to a shotgun and blowing someone up and then, you know, switching to a machine gun or a semi-automatic. Like, all the weapons feel good. They all feel distinct. They all feel dif- different. Uh, and the feedback is really good on that. So I was like, okay, this is good. But it was kind of all of a sudden, like, it was the other stuff that kind of was getting in the way for me. It was all the loading, which I didn't expect going into it. It was like, oh, my God, load to get into the ship and then cutscene to get into the atmosphere and then a load to get to the next place you want to go. And then a cutscene to land. And then I'm it's like, okay, okay, fair enough. Like go long distances. What else are you going to do? And then you get to new Atlantis. I'm like, Oh man, look at the city. And the first place I go into is a door that loads into another thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. I was just so taken aback by how much loading there was in the beginning that it was kind of like screwing with me. And I started getting a lot of these quests coming in. Like just you'd be walking and somebody would come up to you and they have this, a quest would show up in your log or you would yeah. see people talking and you'd sit there and you'd wait and then a quest would show up. So you get all these quests and all this stuff. And then they introduce you to like terminals and I grab the terminal quests mm-hmm. and I, and I go to the, the, the lodge to kind of continue the main story, you know, to actually join constellation. And then they send you off. And I, by that time I'm like, I got all these quests. Right. I have all these like side things. So I start doing, I'm like, I'm not doing the main story. I'm not, I'm going to do all this other stuff. Right. Cause that's usually where people say the meat and the potatoes of the Bethesda experience is, is in the side missions and the side quest. Right. So I start doing some of them and they were just kind of lame. Like someone wanted me to go into the well and do a, like check for brownouts Someone just wanted me to like walk from here to here to talk to somebody and choose some dialogue options. And the mission was over. I was sitting there. It was like a few hours in. I was like, man, all this loading and these quests aren't any good. I was kind of like, man, this is the, did Todd Howard, like, did he lie again? You know, (laughs) I'm like, cause, and then I'm talking to people. I'm talking to people who got the game. I'm talking to Colt and Cognito and Maddie and, few other people I know and everybody and Jez, you know, cause Jez is a huge Bethesda fan and everybody's kind of feeling the same. Like I'm not feeling this beginning. I don't know. And so I was like, okay, let me, let me continue. And, um, where it turned for me. And I think I mentioned this in my video was I picked up one of those terminals jobs and the terminal jobs are kind of like, it seems like they're more procedurally generated. Like, Hey, go to this 
system and kill the Crimson Fleet here, or go to this planet and kill this this person, or hey, uh, help send these two farmers to this place, right? So I pick up this like mission to build to bring a laser to this planet, which I do, and as soon as I land, the mission completes. And and for a minute there, I was like, this is lame because like I literally just picked it up. I hit a load screen to go to this place and then I hit a load screen to land and the mission's complete. And now it wants me to leave to go do something else. Right. Cause the mission's complete. And I'm like, that means I got to do another load screen. I'm like, this is lame. But I noticed I was in like an, like a, like a town, like a small town that was connected to the spaceport. So I get out and I start walking around and a couple, I get a couple side quests there, but they're all similar. Hey, go up, go put up three of these posters. And I'm like, is this really all the game is? Like, where's all these epic quests that everybody talks about in the Bethesda games? Like, where's the, you know, like the the Thief's Guild and stuff from Skyrim, which I really liked. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe let me let me go explore some of these these uh, points of interest that are scattered around this map on this planet. So I wasted like an hour and a half just going to these points of interest, and they were just nothing. It was just like rocks and then some some animals. And I had played for three or four hours, and I got nothing accomplished. I didn't level up once, mm. and I was just like man, this is dumb. I'm bored, right? Like, this is stupid. And what changed it was I went back to the town and I'm like, all right, let me go to this bartender over here really quickly. I talked to this bartender and she's like, hey, can you do me a favor? And I'm like, sure. She's like, can you get my beer back? And I'm like, oh my God, am I really going to get somebody's beer? Like, is this what the game's devolved into? And she's like, it's, a, it's, it's up in the spaceship in orbit. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I haven't done something with the ship in orbit yet outside of, like, the, you know, fighting. I was like, okay, well, that's that's different. So get in my ship, fly to where this is. And it's this gigantic, huge ship. Massive, right? And it says, like, it's derelict. And around it are two spacers, and they're flying around it. They see me. We get into the dogfighting, which I really like in this game. I like the space combat. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I land in the – so I, I dock in the derelict ship. And the like warning sign of like red lights are flashing, warning horns are going off, and there's spacers in there, so you're getting these fights. But then every like 45 seconds, the gravity turns off and on. So you'll be fighting these, these spacers on ground, and then all of a sudden, you hear the warning thing, and now you're floating in zero G. And not only are you floating in zero G, but everybody you're fighting is floating in zero G and all the, uh, all the like stuff on the ground are all floating. Mm-hmm. So now you're having these battles in zero G, which is different because if you're using a, a ballistic weapon, it pushes you back when you fire and right. And then all of a sudden changes and everybody falls to the floor because the gravity's on. And I was just so into this mission. I was like, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Like, this is so cool because it's delving into the sci-fi nature of like gravity on, off, right? Something you can't get from anything else. I was like, I was telling everybody, I'm like, and in my time, people I've talked to, like, I think nobody else had done this mission in the time I was reviewing. Nobody else. It was just a random mission that I almost didn't find because it was just, this lady just had it in a bar. And if I didn't go up to her and say anything, I wouldn't have gotten it. And I was like, God, this was so cool. This is what I want. And then I went back to 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 um to New Atlantis, and I had a and I, I was walking by Mass, and like, why don't you join the Vanguard? 
And I'm like, okay, I'll join the Vanguard. And let me tell you, so while I was at like a seven, as soon as I that mission happened and I joined the Vanguard, mm. well, that game bumped up all the way up to like an eight and a half because that Vanguard quest line was exactly what I was mm. looking for in this game, right? Mm-hmm. And then at yeah. the same time... It's so good. Yeah, the Vanguard quest line is awesome, yeah. The Vanguard quest line, and then I started doing the main, I started doing the main story, right? And the main story went so far above and beyond what I was expecting. Like, you know, like people were like, Hey, Skyrim's main story sucks. Fallout sucks. It's everything else. So I'm thinking this story is going to be dumb, bro. I've ended up loving that main story. Like I was like, I surprise shock. I was just like, what are they like? I was, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was going on and how crazy it could get. And I'm like, wow, like this is incredible. This, 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 Vanguard stuff is amazing. And then I started doing Ryujin. And Ryujin's like different. Oh, yeah. And but I was like, wow, this like, oh, this is nuts. And then I do Freestar and I'm like, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. and then like I found a derelict ship with like some some sentient AI, like straight out of Space Odyssey 2001, right? Where there's some choices there and stuff. And like I started all of a sudden to get into all the great parts of this game where I was like, okay, well, like I love this game now because it finally it, it delved into the sci-fi stuff I was looking for and everything just came together. And I like, eventually I was like, I like these other Bethesda games, but I love Starfield. Like I, I legit love it. And I'm not some, and, and Forte will tell you, I'm not someone who plays a game for long. I usually like beat a game and then I move on to the next game, beat a game, move on to the next game. I'm over a hundred hours in Starfield which is probably the longest I will play a game this year. And there's still things I want to do. Like I still hear about these missions in these other places that people come across or whatever. Like, Oh, you go here and you you, you find Paradiso and their party line cruiser and the mission attached to that. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy. Some of the stuff that happens. And it was just, I didn't even talk about the Crimson fleet stuff. Some people think the Crimson fleet stuff's the best quest line in the entire game. And yeah, I don't know if I've had a game. That's nothing there. Yeah. I don't know if I've had a game really flip on me like this, where in the beginning I was so just, I wouldn't say the word disgusted, but I was just so just apathetic about it. Where then like all of a sudden, like, no, this is my game of the year. I'm like, I was just, I, and then like, like new game plus I jump into new game plus and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, I, I don't want to spoil that for anybody, but Starfield like exceeded all my expectations. I'm not saying it's a perfect game because it's not, right? The inventory is kind of a mess. The loading screens is ridiculous sometimes, and how it just puts more barriers in between you and the things you want to go do. Like it's different than Fallout and Skyrim. Like Fallout and Skyrim is one world, and you can kind of like I'm gonna go here, and then you get to the plate. You know, you walk to where you go, and then you might fight some animals, and you might clear out a town and get to where you want. But it's all within that viewing distance. Whereas like this game's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm on this planet, but guess what? Now I got to go over to this other planet. So now I got to load and guess what? Now I got to go here and you got to load more. And it's just, they put a lot of more barriers in between you and the things you want to do where Skyrim and fallout didn't because it's based on one world. But man, I, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I ended up loving the game. So that's, that's my experience with Starfield. You nice. know, you know the the real interest like <clears throat> when I listened to Rand's review, the fr- the only the first thing that stuck with me is like 
the first thing he said in the first minute was <laughs> it was mediocre. And I was like, oh, I have to watch the rest of this review. Cause, uh, cause it he was, was for me. Like, because he was the way you talked about it, I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I know you personally, so I know when you you're going to give it real and straight, but you came out the gate telling people like, yo, just to let you know, I was bored in the beginning, but I've never seen so many people's opinion flip, like not just a little, a lot. Like we're talking about like you to when I talked to you, you said you were sitting at like a seven around that time. And you said yeah. by the time you finished it, you were at a nine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a two point swing. Well, 20 point swing, depending on how you look at it, but it's a two point swing for the most part. And I'm like, it's consistent across the board and just, you know, I'm only what slow mo further than me. And I had early access. I, I got 16 hours into the game and I'm nowhere in the game. It's just, it's, it's, it's huge. Bro, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, here's how you know it's because I was playing it in the beginning and I was looking for excuses to get off because it was, because it was so boring. Right. I was just like, <laughs> I'm wait, I felt like I was wasting my time. And that's right. when you know something's not good. Like, I'd yeah. rather be doing something else. I'd rather be reading my book or I'd rather be watching a TV show. I just got this game that everybody wants to play early, and I just want to just not play it, right? Right. And then it flips to the point where, like, I can't stop playing it. I can't stop thinking about what's going on. I can't stop theorizing about what's going to happen in the future. I can't stop talking to people who are experiencing the same thing and, like, being in a party chat with Colt while he experiences the stuff I've experienced. So I can hear his reaction like that type of shit where I'm like, yo, this is like, that's how, you know, the jump is like from seven to nine. It's because I went from like, I don't want to play this and I'd rather do something else to be like, this is the only thing I want to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just real interesting. Like it just going through my playthrough. I took a lot of things. Cause I, like I told slow-mo this, I was like, I normally don't listen to a bunch of reviews. Like I watch a couple of people that, you know, support and everything. And then I'll just like check their reviews out. Then I kind of have my own thoughts on how I want to progress through the game. But this game, I literally sat at work for like, you know, a couple of hours, just listening to people's reviews. And it kind of formed a way that I played the game in the beginning. So I kind of stayed on the main path and I did get to the UC Vanguard stuff and I, I didn't even join yet. But every time I hear you talk about it, I hear slow-mo talk about it. I said, as soon as I jump back in this game, oh, I need to go gotcha. join the UT. Cause I looked at the guy and I was like, he was like, you want to gotcha. join? And I was like, no, not really. Not yet. And I'm thinking like, maybe I should join after talking to everybody else. Like, especially slow-mo jumping in. My biggest thing is like, I look at this game. It's, it's massive, but the shortcomings mm -hmm. of it, like I can understand, like people talk about, you know, the review scores and 88, it mm -hmm. could be higher. It could be, you know, this and that. And I look at like, I think the game fell right where it needs to be at, because I think there is some indicative cool. things for this game that I feel like shouldn't be that. Like I look at like, like ran the loading. I like, I, it, it takes you out of the game. I'm like, it's like every time you go somewhere, you're loading in, you're loading this. And the expiration side of it, I love that, you know, it opens up, but you do a lot of it inside the menus. And I, and I can't stand that. It's like everything you do, you're, you're in menu and slow-mo. I didn't even realize this. Like the one thing I, um, when slow-mo was talking about it during his lunchtime with slow-mo, I was like, I would, you remember you were talking about the, um, 
weapons and stuff being able to you know have a traditional toggle for switching your weapons like a wide button or something yeah yeah that, and, that threw I, me off it threw I, I, me I, for man. a loop like literally for the first four hours of the game i'm like there has to be a way to switch your weapons without having to go into the menu mm -hmm. and then i literally figured it out just like you did oh you got to hit the guy you got to hit the, the d-pads and you got to assign weapons to that and it kind of gave me that mass effect feel because it's the same way time slows mm -hmm. down when you're switching weapons in mass effect there was no real traditional way of switching your weapons in that game and i was like oh this is starting to really really feel good to me now but the little bit of time i did put in it's crazy when you say you put 16 hours in this in this little but everybody said like dude you haven't even scratched the surface of what this game oh, yeah. is nowhere near the surface and i am having a blast playing it it's just it's just getting into the groove and like once you start playing it like i'll play like one day i literally played from like 11 o'clock and it was i had to work the next morning it was 4 30 in the morning i'm like dude i i keep telling myself, i'm gonna finish this mission then something happens i was like oh my god i gotta do this next part and then you keep on doing these little things and you start doing these the little game side is quests. very good at keeping you in, keeping like, you I, engaged yeah. keeps you engaged was, yeah yeah i was playing it today and it'll be like all right i'm gonna finish this mission and i'm gonna get back to taking care of something for work and then as, as soon as you finish the mission someone goes hey nope, uh something you know, else mm -hmm. yeah since you're here since you're here <laughs> We got a problem over at this base over there. They've been attacked by the by those those crazy spacers. The same spaces you saved us from. Them over there need help. Can you please help them? I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna do that. Then I'm gonna get back to work. And then you do that, and then you're like, yeah. So now those spacers that you killed, their backup is coming. They all in ships. Can you get in your ship and go up there and kill them? I'm like. I ain't never going to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, and I'm a stickler for things, certain things in games like believability mm. and stuff. But I throw it's like this game mm. is so good. I throw it out the window. Like the fact that this you're like this no this no name minor like that just got it's got his you know plasma cutter they just give you a ship and then they're giving you missions like you're god and stuff i'm like this yeah, is stupid now, now, th now that's yeah that's this stupid. is stupid it, it's, it's but stupid it's that's stupid the part, that's the part of the story where i was just like are y'all for real right now <laughs> my man just said we're gonna yes, he was like i'll stay here he said i'll stay here and you take my ship and i mean i get it they're trying to like go into the whole you had a you know you had the vision and stuff and they say you're the only ones that can you know you, you got to help unlock mm -hmm. this mystery and i understand where it's going but i'm like this dude literally is like okay i'll stay here take my ship i'm like okay let's go and you know what because i had so much fun in the game i don't care but when you start thinking about the game after you play it's like that made no that, sense that made no, like, <laughs> that th made th no th sense there's a guy you meet and he's like hey i want you to go undercover behind the, the, the crimson the crimson fleet the crimson fleet yeah and i'm just like i ain't got that skill set <laughs> like, what, what makes you think i can do that oh, at least no, they you gave you the it. option for it though and, and i was just well true but i was just like but i I, I have not shown any of that. Like I, you know, we we've heard so much about you. Really, what have you heard about me? Did you go to did jail? You ain't at here all? do I that. See <laughs> <So> what? <laughs> did like, you end up going to jail at all? Oh, I haven't finished that part yet because I was like, I'm gonna come back to this after I take care of some other stuff. Like the oh, whole, 
terraforming the, the that they're the what is, yeah. what is it what are they called the uh terraforms terramorphs terramorphs Terramorph. i went back to go finish that the terramorph uh story quest out and I was, i'm gonna come back mm-hmm. to that which i haven't nice. yet because i've been down the rabbit hole of ooh, Deep. what's this so <laughs> yeah so, now i was gonna say so steel or um kofi give us give us your experience and where you sit at so far with the game so this is also uh, a game oh. I have not started yet at all. Baldur's Gate 3 has been life since I got the oh, PC wow. version, okay. so it's been out for 30 days. Ain't nothing wrong with oh. that, man. But just like Slow Mo and, and Randolph Thor, I have always had a stigma against um, Fallout games or, 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 or uh, mm-hmm. Oblivion, I mean Elder Scrolls games. When I re- I'll just really quick, because mm-hmm. I, I want to give the, the uh, baton to somebody else, but when Fallout 4 got announced, I said, all right, I did not like 3. just was not for me. But let me not be a hypocrite. I'm going to buy it day one. I'm going to support it. Let's go. I got really excited about the VAT system, uh, assigning all the numbers, the type of person I was going to be. Ten minutes of this game, I just I felt like I had weights on my, my, my feet and I had to walk. I just I hated it. I just hated it so much. Um, and since then, uh, all the hype about Starfield just reminds me of the same thing. Oh, going to get excited and going to have this disappointment. So... Um, but the stories you guys have just told really um, keeps me interested. So I think at some point I'll, I'll pick it up on PC. Um, I just don't know when that will be. Uh, I'm sure there will be some interesting patches added. You know, of course, on the PC version, I can run it at 60 FPS. So that's not an issue. Uh, but because this year is so busy, it's not going to happen in the next five to six months at least. Um, but I really appreciate what you guys said, because to me, this this game was, eh, you know, I'll think about it later. But your reaction and the fact that you guys could I could relate to your story um, made that really interesting to me. Okay, so for me, Starfield was, is a game uh, that I tra- probably traditionally wouldn't have jumped into just because I have also um, grown a stigma against single player games. And for me, my mythology on single player games, because I am more multiplayer focused typically, um, is that they're better later. Why would I play the game? Why would I buy the game day one when there's DLC that comes later, there's expansions, the patches, everything else? I'm always getting the better experience later. Um, I have never been a Bethesda guy. Um, so I didn't get the hype behind Skyrim, but I was also, again, um, I was heavily invested in probably playing Gears <laughs> at that point. Gears probably three or four at that point. Um, well, that might have been around around three. Yeah, it probably was like three, two, somewhere. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. needless to say, so Skyrim didn't do it. Skyrim didn't do it for me at the, around that time. Um, and the only one that I was able to get into, and again, it's because of that multiplayer side of it, was Elder Scrolls Online. So that game, I think, gave me the overall baseline of what Bethesda is what's capable of, right? These ever branching story paths, you running in all these all these different types of people, you kind of weaving your own story, but also seeing how you fit within this world. I mean, again, those moments where I had where uh, we literally the game got to a point because you were able to become a werewolf vampire and stuff like that, um, where people had a rock set up and they would essentially jump people into becoming a werewolf um, at certain times of the day to the point to where people were like paying for it certain times of day and all that crazy stuff. So it was like, okay. And I've always been familiar with MMOs um, play, play those a lot. So that's where it kind of stops with me. I did recently, though, go back to Skyrim and Fallout 4 because uh, I wanted to try to, since I've jumped into this community, I have kind of 
branched out a little bit. It's part of the reason why I even played uh, Mass Effect in the first place, because I wasn't even aware of Mass Effect until I jumped into community was almost three years ago. Um, and if I didn't know about it, I completely looked over it because it wasn't it wasn't Gears, it wasn't Halo, it wasn't Battlefield, it wasn't uh, COD at the time. It was it wasn't those games. Um, lo and behold, come to find out, I hear from you guys, Forte, especially that the multiplayer back then was popping, and I was like, damn, I missed out on that. But nonetheless, uh, but Mass Effect was also another game that made me look at games a little bit differently, especially with Legendary Edition. You're going from game to game to game with your character or if you chose to just stay separate. Um, I've made my own character. Um, and seeing how that progressed and seeing how the story progressed with you and seeing how, um, especially that fanatic, like Mass Effect 2 is, 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 is the greatest game of all time. It, 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 literally, it literally is in every way, shape, or form. So, and I think with that, that drew some type of bug into me to where when I when I jumped into Skyrim, because the only way I was going to play Skyrim was, was with mods, because I wanted the combat to be a certain way. When I played it before, I remember it just being stiff, didn't feel good. I'm also very spoiled by FromSoft games. I'm not going to lie on that. Um, they make me take that, that action RPG aspect, I'm Devil May Cry, same thing. These are the kind of games that I come up on. So I get to Skyrim, and it's like it has these survival aspects. It's the like as cool as the dragon is the first time. Outside of that, the first ten hours of that game, I get the wonder, but it never pulls me in enough. Um, it was the same thing with Fallout Four when I jumped in there. It's just the gunplay wasn't tight, and I like to play games in third person if I have the option. So in none of none of Bethesda's games traditionally have been good at third person. They always looked wacky and off. Starfield seemingly has done something for me out of, for with Bethesda um, that is extremely unique in the way that I felt about Mass Effect when I played that game. This is literally Bethesda's Mass Effect in a lot of ways. The way that they treat the overall gameplay loop. Um, like I know that loading screens do and can take you out of the experience, but at the end of the day, at least for me, I got 70 hours in the game and I just got my first power maybe three hours oh, before, spoilers, before I hit that. 70. Spoilers. That's <laughs> that's that's no. It, it, but um I, that's that's no I don't think that's a spoiler. They showed, they showed I'm, that I'm joking. I mean they, the they they showed that to the but but Slomo, um, have you gotten the power yet? I did not get a power uh, yet. I feel I am horrified that 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 still has gone. No, no, I don't. I I remember seeing that <laughs> at direct at the end. You know, that's why everyone was like, "Massive, massive fact What's over there!" Like you stole my whole flow. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly. But yeah, man, I already knew you were you want to get some kind of abilities. Huh? So. No, no, you. you I don't have but, them yet. But um, but even. But, but even at better example is right is right after you get the first relic right i haven't really pre progressed the main story since that and i have 70 hours in the game at that point and also hearing other people say that the story just gets even more grandiose and i'm so caught up in doing i don't know how i ended up doing so many different factions or being pulled so many different directions but like when people said that the game started slow i didn't feel that like the the initial intro start um where it's put where it's pulling you through the mind and whatnot i felt like that was just like a hey make sure your sensitivity is good this is kind of this is look look at the like how good the caves look and this is the presentation and then you get pulled in create your character 
and then you have that first instance where you're kind of making a decision whether you're going to have that engagement uh, before you actually get on the ship. Like Slobo mentioned earlier with the dude coming down and just and Forte was saying it was kind of funny how that played out. It's like a Neo the One type of situation. Like all of a sudden I'm in the Matrix. But even that when they open the doors to that first uh, conversation that you end up having with the pirates, um, and again, that that was another motivational factor for me, uh, factor for me is I'm all about the fashion side of it. I want to look good on my journey. I'm playing third person. I'm playing the uh, the first choice third person, so it's closer up, kind of more over the shoulder. Uh, the other one is a little bit more pulled back. I don't the the pull back version. You can tell that the character there's something at least for me. I'm sensitive to characters feeling like they're actually part of the world, and when the footwork for the character it seems disconnected from yeah. like the land that they're on or whatever it just throws me off when you see it um so i'm glad they act, they gave you other options but again on pc you're gonna have plenty of options anyway but for me it's it's crazy just to see it's it's crazy to see how the game's pulled me so many different directions it's from a game that i wasn't expecting for to do anything for me right um yeah i invested into i had pong hype me up to get into the premium edition get in early so we can uh get that early access or whatever but i was never expecting for the game to pull me in on a level where i'm literally like y'all were mentioning i'm kind of i'm thinking about this game i, I want to see what else i could do I, I made my own ship and you know and kind of started playing with that the whole mantis mission that also showed me a whole nother level and then figuring out the puzzle and everything and being like going back through your your inventory and also the one piece of advice that i would kind of give to people that feel very stressed out by the game earlier on or maybe you feel like it's slow or maybe you're being pulled in so many different directions just pick something and focus on that right if you bump it to a faction just focus on doing the faction missions okay let that carry you through and then when you get a break you get your inventory full because that does happen i see a lot of people talking about that now uh where that's just kind of they're they're not really liking how that system is Honestly, compared to Skyrim and Fallout 4, I think this system is fine. Um, yeah, it takes a minute to get into, but once you start realizing the things that you actually need versus the stuff that's kind of trash or stuff that you could save for later or whatever the case, um, it becomes much clearer and much more like you can play with the systems, right? Like the oxygen level. That's really dope. The fact that you can become overweight and instead of just completely shutting you down, making you move dumb slow like they have in their previous games, um, you 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 just lose the oxygen level. So then you have that balance. And if you go through the um, the skill trees or whatnot, there's actually person in what and so forth that you have to exhaust that bar so many times to level it up. So it's like, there's so many systems that come that weave in and out of each other. And for me, I do think from what I've experienced from my 10 hours of Skyrim and 10 hours of fallout four. Um, and there's a, I, I try to do that with games. I give, I do it like a 10 for 10. This game is leagues beyond what they did previously um yeah. when they said that hey skyrim is just is a piece of what we have in starfield they mean that and just because it doesn't have everything like i keep seeing people draw references to no man's sky i've put almost 100 hours in no man's sky recently i understand what people are saying but everything that no man's sky was missing i have in starfield 
and the things that I had, I don't miss from No Man's Sky. Being able to leave the planet and go into and go into the planet is cool and all, but it's not dope when every time that you enter the atmosphere, it's loading in. Like the yeah. nothing is there. It looks completely banned. You can tell after a certain amount of time too that it is procedurally generated. And yes, Bethesda has some of that too, but it's all the underlying elements. There's that story there. There's the the different factions that you that lead off into their own story it can be their their own literal campaigns for different games if they wanted to be and you're getting it in one universe as they put together i think they've done a really good job with this game is it again is it perfect no the fact that the ai is so inconsistent for me since i've had sarah she's either in a wall bouncing up and down like she can't get a hold of herself um mm-hmm. or is in a or is in a corner like i'm scared to turn around to see what the npc is doing now it has gotten better and the ai is good enough in combat at least especially if you give them good equipment that it makes them worthwhile especially since they're also kind of a they're like a storage goat for you. You can store mad in there. Uh, you got mad inventory space that you can use for them. So it's another way that you can offload some stuff and really kind of enhance your experience. Uh, unless you're trying to sneak around because that's completely broken. Don't try to do that. Um, <laughs> again, the seamlessness, the seamlessness of the game. I get if some people felt like that's what they were. That's that's what they were selling. Um, and again, I it would have been grand if that game would have been this, but there's also games that have almost have a billion dollar budget like star citizen aren't complete you need it's never going to be complete to run um doesn't have the level of story will ever have the level of story that bethesda has that i've experienced in my 70 hours of playtime in starfield and i don't miss the little things that people say that this game needed to be generational per se this game is going to be another one of those games that is just going to grow over time the modders already have 24 pages on nexus mods um for different things that you can add into the game so it's just like i don't know i'm i'm feeling i'm really up on it uh, i'm not going to give it a score because i i haven't beat it but right. I'm, I'm really high i'm really high up on it and i feel good so cool I'm enjoying it. yeah so um, the last part of this topic, then we get we can get ready to get everybody up out of here. Is I just want everybody's quick thirty thousand foot view of Todd Howard's thoughts on the game not being opt. Well, his thoughts on them saying the game isn't optimized for PC, and you know that's where a lot of people are playing the game at. And um, I forget who actually came out and asked him about it, but said why didn't you just blatantly came out and said, "Hey, why is this game not optimized? Why do you optimize for PC?" Well, he also said, "Why isn't is it coming to PS5 as well?" Exactly. So, <laughs> what, I mean, get, so 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 Ray, since you start, give me your thirty foot dude. I mean, like you're asking that the wrong person about PC. Like I'm gonna, I'll, I'll defer to slow mo. Slow mo is the game Go optimized ahead, for PC? And you're a PC dude. Is the game optimized for PC? It is optimized, but it's not it well me. optimized. <laughs> okay. Is, no, no. You, did, did the you people who are like, I'm having a great time, all have a, a rig yeah. that is less than 1% of Good the time. entire PC pop, uh, the, the uh, PC pop, uh, 
population community I, and i'm one of those people too and i'm playing mm -hmm. for the most part over 60 frames per second Same. but i also recognize Same. that the my average frame rate in this game is lower than it is in most games and the the i i look at so i have a i have a great cpu my cpu is one of the best cpus you can get right now and at times when i go to, to places like new atlantis or um this is during one plane new atlantis bro oh, yeah there, it there, chugs during the day <laughs> this is one planet where it's like just like a lot, a lot of vegetation all over the place and and that like like i'm noticing my cpu usage is up in like in the 40 percent and i'm just like i've since i built this pc i've never seen my cpu utilization that high at all so that tells me that like you know i haven't done the testing so i'm not going to speak on it as if i've done the testing but that tells me that someone with a much older cpu is definitely struggling in these areas and if you look at like you tech tubers like hardware unboxed and gamer nexus that actually have test mm -hmm. benches where they have all these different configurations older like different generations of cpus gpus different ram configurations to do all the tests it is not optimized good. You know, it's, it's funny. optimized, but not to the degree that, like, Todd Howard can say, go go buy. Dude. You know, <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that, Slow-Mo, because yeah. did you see that the guy that responded to Tom Warren when they were talking about this? Yes. Yeah, he, the, yeah, he has an outdated where, CPU. He's yeah. like, I have a 4090, and it runs, like, and he's like, well, what's your CPU? He's like, 7800 or something like a cpu he, i have a year old pc or some shit like yeah he had, he had the 8700k which is weaker than my old cpu and my old pc that i that i yeah. rebuilt and gave to my son so yeah he but i got a 4090 he, though why. should be all good right <laughs> should be good it's I got still a 4090. Yeah, nah, i spent i spent 1500 <laughs> on a graphics card but i have a shit ass cpu yeah, that's an imbalanced PC build. That's not a good PC build, you know. But but then, like, but then, see, this is and this is where we get into the territory where people use that guy as a scapegoat and be like, no, it's fine, because it's just these guys have bad PC builds and they point to the one dude in the car, you know, who who clearly right. should should not have should not have spent the the you know minimum sixteen hundred dollars he spent on that forty ninety and should have instead took that money and had rebuilt CPU. him a whole <laughs> rebuilt him a whole PC yeah. with that yeah. money he could have yeah, but yeah yeah what they yeah, what they just, tell you slumo they say if you're going to spend $2000 on a PC 30% of it should only go to your GPU the rest should go to everything else exactly you know like this yeah. that will take you like those PC parts if you built like that will last you far longer than just continually like, oh, well, I'm seeing performance issues. Let me go get another GPU. Like, that's not how you you test whether you're having a problem or not. Your GPU is likely not your problem. If your GPU, if you are running um, software that is giving you, giving you stats in game of what's going on with your game and your GPU is at like 70%, 80%, your GPU is not the problem. Because your GPU isn't getting the instructions from your CPU fast enough. And I guarantee that that kid with the, the super old CPU with a 4090, that 4090 is sleep. 
<laughs> that 4090, when yeah. he, he plays Starfield, that 4090 is snoring because it ain't doing anything. It ain't getting no not getting the, It's not getting the structures from the CPU fast enough. And so, like, it, it's like these little things, people not, you know, like still running games off of mechanical hard drives. Like, th- these are, these are like the, the people yeah, that nah. you shouldn't be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to these people. But Ty can't use those people as a scapegoat. Why does your game not have an FOV slider on PC, Todd? Mm. Mm. How you got a game that got first-person shooter elements in it and no FOV slider? Are you out your mind? How, how is it? a lot it? of things that are missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pretty pitiful settings menu yeah. on PC. <laughs> yeah, HDR broken, no DLSS at launch. The question should have been, why didn't you know with such a, a demanding game did you not have the best upscaler available to help your community play the game um better at launch, Todd? So, so, they so could have deal with AMD, slow mo. Say that, but that would have been a great question to force <laughs> him to have to lie about it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it were much better questions that could have been had then instead of hey, you know, yeah. some PC gamers saying the game yeah, is. Like, why didn't y'all question, But what game? type of questions do you think you're going to get from NBC though? You're not going to get in depth questions about anything. It's going to be, hey, Todd, why isn't this game on PlayStation? That? Right, a question they they they, you know, they could have had the answer to on their own years yeah, ago. Yeah, they're right? not going to yeah. like in depth stuff. It's it's all puff pieces. Well, it's supposed to be maybe all puff pieces. You know? All I know is Phil Spencer was sitting in that picture looking stoic as heck as when that conversation was happening. I was like, Phil Spencer ain't said he ain't blink. He ain't said nothing. He laughed. Was he, he, he laughed. laughed that question. Like, what kind of question? <laughs> I mean, the fact that my man, bl- like, like I was talking to Slowbo earlier, I was like, my whole thing is this was a dumb question that got a dumb response. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Because, because, like, he didn't even invoke a conversation with him. He just said, so "Why is this game not? Why is it? Why are you optimized on PC?" And I'm like, "Okay." And then Todd just said. Well, we did optimize on PC and this and that. Well, maybe you might need to get a new PC. I'm like, oh man, that's the kind of that's the kind Next of response you get. Wins. That's the kind of response you get when you ask a question. I can't run on my PC from 2014. What's wrong? Oh my god! Yeah. Listen, man, I know my PC runs good when it's maxing out the utilization of my my um, graphics card, and my PC, my CPU is barely sweating. I'm like, yeah, so, okay. So, this is am I the only well. one that? Am I the only one who played it on uh, as a console peasant? Here? No, I played it on console too. Oh, okay. I did it on I did it on both. I just I just refused to play it thirty first second. Slow mo ain't ain't about that life unless now it's I about will, I will, Final Fantasy. Now I will say this. I will say this about that life. Now I will say this. Um, I I look, one thing I loved about your review is you were super honest. But when you said it was the most smoothest thirty frames per I second mean, you ever played, I was I like, yo, so yo, so I don't so care so what you said about thirty frames per second. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. Well, I mean, like, in comparison <laughs> to Redfall, are you serious? No, there's a fucking I, big difference. Redfall wasn't 30 frames per second; it was like 12 frames per second. Dude, the second, the second I loaded up Redfall and, and tried turning my character, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> exactly. Right? I, I started yeah. Starfield and, that's, that's and I, I turned and I was like, "Hey, it's not bad." <laughs> I used to, I used, I used here's to fall thing, for that though. Forte, Forte, here's the Go thing, ahead. and I think, I think, like we sometimes get get frame pacing. Or frame timing confused with frame yeah. rate. We so like do. you have like a frame rate of thirty, but like if your frame timing is like each each time those frame hits is like hitting at a different like millisecond, then 
it, it you will get that effect of like and shout out the gaming act because ain't gaming Addict got sick felt sick trying to play redfall on console and it's because the frame timing was so bad from that, software like, is notorious for no you know a game that had yeah, the worst frame are, yeah, timing absolutely. their frame timing is awful yeah the game that um, had the worst frame timing was killzone 2 on the PS2, Don't I was talk like, bad about my kills on Listen, <laughs> listen, you, you, and you know, of all people, that game had first of all, Killzone already had floaty gunplay. The game was already floaty as heck, and I loved it. But man, I played Killzone too, and I felt like I was about to barf every time I would turn the camera because the frame pacing was horrible in that game. Oh my god, yeah, there were some issues with like I remember hitting people and they would kind of react late. I don't know if you remember, like, you'd get a headshot, but you may not see the headshot happen. You wouldn't happen, see the right? headshot happen. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Go ahead, so what were you about to say? No, I was just saying that, like, uh, just, like, the frame pacing is, is what, is what when people, when, like, when Rand said it was, it, he felt, it felt smooth to him. It likely was running at a consistent 30 frames per second. But what is that's not the part that's smooth. It's just that the frames were coming in, and, and typically somewhere around like a um, uh, eleven or twelve, uh, like t- like like it's like eleven or twelve millisecond intervals. I think yeah, it is is where it, it's really key. That's where it, it feels the smoothness, and usually that's ca- that's happening because both the CPU and the GPU are are able to do their jobs with no hiccups there are no um it's something new that intel has has introduced to some of their their statistics software where they can actually determine what's happening when the gpu is having um a hard time taking the instructions from the cpu and then actually rendering it on screen and like before we hadn't had those statistics until very recently but when all that stuff is is in sync, that's when your frame timing is really good. And that's probably why they chose to not do a performance mode and just said, you know what, you're just going to get it at 30 frames per second. Because the hardware likely, whether it's Xbox Series S or X, likely can't run this game on performance without having that smoothness, that RAN um, experience be really chaotic with you know and and we've seen games that try to go above 30 to try to hit 60 and it's like 45 to 50 frames per second but it's like yo-yoing all over the place like that doesn't feel good that doesn't feel good so it's like i i I understand why they did but you know still this is why i I play on pc so i don't have to except except when it's a game you can't play on pc and you won't wait to play it on pc then you will play it on console Yes. So, why not wait to put Final Fantasy 16 on PC? You know it's coming to PC because of that FOMO slow mo. Yeah. Oh, that rhymes too. <laughs> you gotta defeat the FOMO. FOMO slow mo would abandon PC gaming in a heartbeat if all the games were on console and didn't come to PC. He'd be like, Well, I guess I'm done with PC gaming in 120 frames. I would keep it, you know. I keep my PC for no, like, you, you know. The, I, I, I no, would you keep wouldn't. it for the for the free you're, stuff. You're you're a PC guy, <laughs> and you abandon PC knowing that Final Fantasy 16 is coming to PC at some point, so yes. you can play it on PlayStation Five. I can't wait. I mean, I couldn't wait when when Rebirth comes out day one, mm-hmm. day zero, 
if I can, if I can, if I can, I guess the question is what's more important early, (laughs) a week earlier, I would like day negative five. I'm in there. So the games, so the games are more important than the hardware. Gotcha. Yes. Always, Mm -hmm. always. Okay. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with performance. Ain't, yeah. ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. How was the, how was the sixty frames in Final Fantasy sixteen? By the way, <laughs> you know, oh, during man. combat, it was locked during combat. I'm not you gonna know, lie, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I also yeah, it, it, it was a bit blurry no, in, combat, in combat. It, it was, was a bit blurry, blurry in the background. Yeah, you, you, you can, you can <laughs> turn it was a little blurry. <laughs> hey, man, Jedi, Jedi, Survi- Jedi Survivor had the same problems too. So. At least they fixed that though. It took I mean, them seven, it took, it took them four enough. months to do like it. Five months to do it, yeah. But look, yeah. you know, when 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 okay. Final Fantasy 16 comes out on PC early next year, are you gonna I, play it again? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm, gonna play, I'm gonna play through it again. You gonna you, did you did you play through all the side quests the first time? Well, I got some issues with some of those side quests. Oh, some um, issues with some of the. Wait, side wait, wait, wait. Quests. Tell me, you played some of the late game side quests because those yes, are I did. Okay, those, those are good bangers at the end. I, I just wish that like all the like the first half of the game side quests weren't so so damn prejudice. There were some rough moments. Oh my god! Like 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 early in the game, like you have a brand on your face, so people look at you. They know exactly that you're kind of like an indenture servant, rape, you know, slave kind of guy. And they just immediately they they don't call you uh, like hi. Or, what's your name? Well, I'm Clive. No, they're like, I f- hey, branded. Yeah. Hey, you branded, you filth. piece of garbage, you filth, yeah. your dog. Go over there and go do this fetch quest for me. Why? 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 Why, why do I want to do that? Like, like that's what I'm not doing. The, your fetch quest. You know, I hope you die. Do you see that person later on, and you've got the brand removed? And he's all like, "Hello, stranger." Hello, you handsome devil! You could you by by chance help me? No, you're the guy that called me a dog. <laughs> so just, there, there's a particular side quest that made me so angry that I didn't get the chance to kill these people, oh. but that something else did. And Kofi probably knows what I'm about to say. There's, yep. there's a side quest where you meet a, a a guy. He's like, "Please, someone help me! You, 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 uh, a stranger, oh, branded exactly stranger. My son is being mauled by a wolf down the hill. Can you go get him?" I'm like, "All right, I got you, fam. You know, you stay here." That quest, quest was funny. You it thought was. it was funny? I thought I, it was. It was because I was. It, well, the, the end. The, the end. way the way it played out was funny. I, you know, to me, because I, I, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead, tell the story. So you go there, and there's this boy, and then there's the wolf. The wolf attacks you. You kill it. Then the boy's mad at you. And he's like, you idiot. Why are you supposed to die? You were supposed to die horribly. I'm like, this little sadistic little bastard wanted to watch you get mauled to death by a wolf for his own entertainment. Why? Because they don't see you as human because you're branded. Then he goes, I'm, I'm going to tell father on you. Like, I care. He goes back to his father. What it, you're still alive? All that acting he did before. All that gone. All that Oscar went in acting and his son's in danger. So he, so he's like, get out of here, you filthy branded. Don't worry, son. I'm going to buy another wolf. We'll get another brand at the mall. And I'm just thinking, like, I'm literally swinging on this guy right now, right then. Because I'm just like, no, you're not. Cause I'm about to decapitate you. But no, I can't kill you. Because the game won't let me. But then, like, but then they get their comeuppance. 
They get another wolf. They can't train it. The wolf eats them alive. They deserved it. And I, I did get that satisfaction, but I still wanted to kill them myself. And it's just, but it's, there's so many stories like that. There's so many side quests like that. Where, like, there's another side quest where there's, there's a little girl that's forcing her branded to, like, the. the yeah, the, the, it was, those, those quests were all in the, literally the same area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Wilmill yep. place. Yeah, and it's just, it, it, it's, it's, like, these people are sick. You remember like that children one treating humans like, like, not. Even like a living being, like like toys. It's just yeah, the sack was being where the where the mother gave birth to a branded and they were talking yeah. about it in the pub. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yep. They were like, eh, you know, like that thing didn't exist. Like we're just gonna erase that. Right. And and the her own other child was like, So that wasn't my brother? And he's like, No, no, yeah, she's like, yeah. No, that's, no, that wasn't no, it wasn't human. Don't worry about that. That wasn't a brother. I was just like, What is wrong? And it's just like all those like side quest kind of like it's the reason in the beginning i just started avoiding them until maybe around when you get to the desert area is when i started doing side quests again and those are really good and and, and the side quests later on like really actually really really good yeah, later like on martha again. i don't want to say too much but martha wow right like that yeah her last yeah. one oh that was like yo go you so nice the game yeah. really wanted to 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 bang bang it over your head that the branded are <laughs> nobody likes the branded because like yeah. every mission in the beginning was like oh but no like the funny thing about that was it, it wasn't it was like how the if i remember correctly it was how the dog killed the the father and the son or whatever which was amusing right because like, it's trying he's like you, you yeah roll it was away, it was like amusing them. the way it, it happened it was just i was just kind of like oh okay it's and it, I, you probably shouldn't laugh during that because it's supposed to be a serious subject but like they layered it with sort of like um incredulous aspect to it where it's like we're just gonna get another wolf and then they get the other wolf and then like you just hear him dying and it's just like oh yeah <laughs> you know like okay it, it is yeah it is kind of funny I, yeah. but I guess like at the time I was just so mad. I was just like, "Go wolf, <laughs> go wolf." <laughs> but I would say, first time you go help him, he's like, "No, you weren't supposed to kill." Because it wasn't like it was their dog, right? It was like their, yeah. and the, they were upset because you killed their. I was like, "Oh," because it got me because I was I wasn't expecting that. It was like, "Okay," like, "Oh," and then you go back and he's like, "You're oh yeah," like that that quest did get me. I wasn't expecting that, but then the way it kind of concluded, I was like, "That's that's kind of funny," but that's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, definitely isn't supposed to be funny, but listen, man, um, this has been a great show. Um, I do want to just get this last thing out of the way. It asks it's everybody, Nintendo, so this, maybe... it's gonna be quick. It's gonna be quick because well, some people actually care about Nintendo, like me. Half this panel don't care. Well, well you and you and you and you and the homie, you and the homie ran, but I don't know because the question is. There's been a lot of rumors. You know, the system has been rumored for like seven years, it seems. As soon as the system came out, people have been talking about a Switch 2. Um, so at Gamescom, it looks like there has been some behind-the-scenes viewing of the Matrix Awakening demo running in Unreal 5 on a Switch 2, and they're being shown to developers there. That's also being... Um, at Target Spec. At target spec, and That's it's all the key thing that people are not talking about. It's not yeah. like so people think oh the the, the 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 Matrix demo that ran on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, and it looked almost like the Matrix 
movies, that demo was running on the new Nintendo platform, and it's like at target spec for that platform, whatever the, the spec is, which is supposed to have DLSS, you know, supposed to be able to do ray tracing too, mm-hmm. but it's at that target spec. So it's not, I knew then when they said target specs that it's not, it didn't look like it did on Xbox and PlayStation, but it probably did look good. And which is enough if you think about the fact that like the resolution of Switch games is, is doesn't rarely hits the 720p that you would that we were expecting from the Nintendo Switch and definitely doesn't hit 1080p almost ever. With DLSS, you could probably now start to see more games actually at a, a actual lock 60 FPS as well as slightly higher resolutions, maybe only in docked mode and not in 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 portable mode, but handheld mode, but that that does look, you know, in in Nvidia's they like just keep it a buck. They make better they make better hardware than AMD. Than AMD, they do. So you know you got better software, better upscaling that Nintendo's going to have at their disposal than Xbox and PlayStation has. So it's 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 possible of a significant improvement from where we are with the Switch, which is garbage. Well, but- there's also well, there's also like rumors and uh, out there from Reset Era that there has been um, that Final Fantasy VII remake has actually been ported over to the Switch 2, and it runs and looks just as good as it does on the PlayStation 5 on that system. Now, there's two... Now, now I have two two questions. Now, there's two questions tied to that. If this is true in Final Fantasy, they said it didn't take no time at all for them to port it. It said it was real easy to port. It's in-engine. It's running. Everything's running perfectly fine. Switch 2. On the Switch 2. And they said it. They said it. They said it was so easy to port that it looks like it may be a launch title for that system. Nintendo already came out and said that they are not releasing new hardware before April 2024, which kind of makes sense to me because it probably isn't going to be something that's going to come out until next fall, anyways. The fact that they actually put a timeline on it is real interesting in the first place. So the first thing is. What would a, a real power, what would that mean to the industry if Switch actually, Nintendo actually had a system that really dedicated itself to power? And then the second thing is, what does this mean to Final Fantasy VII Remake? It's actually going to be a launch title for that system and it is coming out. Does that mean that Xbox may have their window and they might actually find out when that game is going to come to their platform? Square got a new CEO now, so... Anything's possible with this new guy. I mean, he's definitely uh, not uh, have the 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 hard on against Xbox that the previous one did. And, True. Uh, I would imagine fourteen is is here. Is I coming. would imagine that if I'm Square, oh, I want my games on Switch. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. like hundred percent. Like you look at Persona, and now like Persona was always exclusive, but now Persona is literally everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's start. I don't want to say the word blowing up, right? Because Persona was right. always a very successfully, a successful uh, niche RPG. But like with Persona 6 coming probably in a couple of years, more than likely looking like it's going to be multi-platform potentially and all. Like how is Persona essentially uh, reached the heights of Final Fantasy? Is like Persona's grown, but it seems like Final Fantasy has regressed. And I don't know if that's due to their, their exclusivity deals or like the PS five not being as popular in Japan as switch was and stuff like that. 
So if I'm the new, yeah, I know know Kofi probably knows more about this than I do, but I would imagine like if I'm like the new CEO of Square, like I want my Final Fantasy games on Switch, Xbox, PC, PlayStation Day One. Like I want a large global audience. You know, at least that's what you would think. I don't know. Yeah, I 100% agree, especially after their announcement of them pivoting and focusing on their own IPs, but having them available in the West. And there's a lot of like weird, I feel, I call them brain farts because there are some beloved IPs that they just won't release in the West. I'll, I'll speak to one. Uh, it's called Dragon Quest X. It originally was an MMO, it came out on the Wii, like way back. And then it got supported through the Wii U. It got supported on uh, PlayStation in Japan. It got supported on Switch and then never got ported over to the States, even though Dragon Quest has always been well-received. I imported it, finished it. I found it a pretty great game. And well, I'm sorry, uh, to give more clarity, there's an offline version of the game that doesn't require Square Enix to pay for any servers. You get the entire story. There's added, there's added story. And it, and the game was released right around the 35th anniversary of the series. It was like this culmination of a perfect moment to say hey we know you haven't gotten this mmo for 10 years here's the offline version that is convenient for everybody and then they don't do it it's just like why would you not do that so with the uh you know the new ceo and potentially a new vision i think there are some some titles that have been stuck in japan that can finally uh, make their way onto mul- multiple platforms and just like star ocean or just like Dio field chronicle or just like um there's a couple other titles uh final fantasy 7 reunion uh that will come to xbox so yeah i don't i don't see a reason why it won't happen right definitely here's a, a well kofi i definitely got this question for you when do you think the seven remake trilogy of games will start coming on xbox i have a mm. mind that i think and and this is my theory i don't really know for certain because it's, it's a little bit different for those games that final fantasy 16 compared to Final Fantasy XIV, because fourteen never really had any barriers to get on Xbox, but there is a, a deal that PlayStation had made, Sony had made, to keep you know uh, those games exclusive to yeah. PlayStation for a period of time. I wonder if they, if Square could somehow bypass whatever extension that Sony has made by just labeling it something different. For example... You know how they're using FF7R for really like the naming of all three. Like there's remake, there's rebirth. The next one might be redemption or uh, revolution. Who knows? Reincarnation. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what if they made a all-in-one trilogy when the third one comes out on PlayStation that gives the Xbox platform all of them all at once and just called it something that they hadn't even thought of that begins with an R, uh, that mm. isn't a part of the contract. So then this it's not necessarily like they're breaking the contract because it's not titled the same as the other ones. Like kind of the way they can't create it integrate. Yeah. As as a with Final Fantasy VII remake with intermission combined is integrate, but it's really this it's just an expansion called intermission, and then there is Final Fantasy VII remake. Like where the integrate come from? They just made it made it up and made it a combined, you know, sale. And so I wonder if they could just do the same thing with Xbox, but it just includes all the content of all three games. And I'll also lean towards Rand on this. I feel like 
Phil Spencer is banging on Square Enix's door for that opportunity. Let's say all three games come out. He's going to be like, look, Square, take this bag. Have some sort of roll-up bundle just like you just like you proposed and have all three games come out to Game Pass or, or, or stagger it, right? Because they're all 40-hour games. You could say, hey, I could fill up my calendar year by saying, let's say it's 2026. Uh, you get Rebirth in, in February. You get the, uh, re- I'm sorry, you get Remake in February, Rebirth in July, and then something in September that is for the final R. And- they did that same thing for Persona. And that, and that Square yeah. Enix kind of likes that, right? Because let's say the the sales of that trilogy have kind of petered out by I'm just throwing out random years, but some year where they're like, all right, sales are kind of down. Let's just take a bag, and and we could say, hey, this this is our profit margin bump for you know the legacy of this game. So uh, I think that's very reasonable. I, I kind of think of something like Octopath Traveler One, where that game had sold very well, but by the time it made it into Game Pass, it probably wasn't selling you know like hotcakes anymore. Mm-hmm. And so Square Enix gets a double dip opportunity in terms of like money making. I think it all just I think it all comes down to the contracts. What do the contracts allow? If Sony wants to extend the contract, if Square Enix is even interested in extending the contract for it, right? Uh, and like with the new CEO, I would imagine you would see the Final Fantasy games on if if it can run on the Switch, I think it'll be on the Switch. And same thing with the Xbox. I'm more interested, like, the idea of a very powerful Switch is interesting to me because I think it could really change consumer habits. And what I mean by that is you look at the Switch now and you look at, like, Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, right? And most people seem to be like, I have my Switch for my Nintendo games. And I have either an Xbox or PlayStation for the AAA games that don't come to Switch because it's not powerful enough to run them, right? It's like your Resident Evils or Devil May Cries or whatever. Like, the, like Alan Wake 2 is not going to be on the Switch this fall. Like, and I sort of feel like, what if the scenario comes out with the Switch 2 where now it can run the games, the same games on PS5 and Xbox so you don't have to like well i have a switch but i'm going to get alan wick 2 on ps5 now it's like well i have a switch 2 and i still can get all my nintendo games but now i can play alan wick 2 on my switch 2 and i don't need to buy it on playstation and we know from like you know the trial with xbox and the ftc that like what is it something like 60 percent of people who own an xbox and playstation also own a switch right some some really high number I wonder how that affects purchasing habits of the people who own the Switch. If they're presented with, like, let's imagine, let's say, I don't know, Devil May Cry 6 is on PS5, Xbox Series X, but also Switch 2, powerful enough to run it. Where are people buying that game? Yeah. Right? Because normally the people who own the Switch would get it on the PS5 or Xbox. Right, and then now, they might get it on the Switch later. But now yeah, they yeah. make it on the Switch because maybe you can dock it, but then again, you can take it on the go, which is something, well, I mean, I guess Sony's trying to do with the portal and stuff, and Xbox can they do it play they, anywhere. That ain't real. That, 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 that I, but I'm is, just saying, I'm just saying, I, I'm kind of curious how that would affect purchasing habits of people who basically have a Switch for one thing, but now could get, use the Switch for, for everything, and how that either how that could help third parties if now... Well, now we're selling games to PC, Xbox, Nintendo, and you know PlayStation instead of just PC, Xbox, and PlayStation for the big games. I'm curious how like the industry would react and how people would react to that. That's... I could, yeah, no, I was I could tell you just 
you know, my little corner of the universe, a lot of people that I know that buy games on the Switch, especially games that you're talking about, games like that, that, you know, normally wouldn't, or they come to the platform later, like Mortal Kombat and something like that. Like, actually, Mortal Kombat is launching on the Switch this year, it is. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that are buying it just because of the portability of it. It's like, well, I'm going to buy it on my Xbox or my PlayStation, but I'm also going to buy it on the Switch just so I can, you know, do that. So the bigger question is, if they do have a more powerful Switch, I know people are probably still going to buy it on there because, yes, the portability is a strong factor. Like, if you can take a proper, have a proper system that can play all the games and still take it on the go, I think that's where the majority of people will kind of lay. The question is, the double, does the double dipping start disappearing when it comes to, like, other platforms then? Like, because, you know, depending on how powerful the system is, right. and especially with DLSS on it, you don't have to be as powerful as a PS5 and PS4 because guess what? Those systems don't have that. That's not something that's built into the the uh, the infrastructure of those systems because AMD doesn't support that. So that just gives Nintendo. It's always giving Nintendo a leg up that they always been pretty much locking locking barrel with Nvidia, but they've been so far behind in technology for the longest that this is the first time that they actually can properly put out a system. But the biggest thing is we never thought that it's even possible that Nintendo would even care about putting out a more powerful system because they don't really, there's the games that they make don't really require as much power, but I think they're starting to see with, you know, limitations and stuff to like the games that they're making. Maybe there were some type of compromises. I guarantee with uh, tears of the kingdom that there were things that they probably wanted to do that they couldn't do. And so basically, so basically you're, you're coming down to the ultimate question. What the hell is the price of this thing, right? Because oh, you, you look at you look at court current handhelds. You look at the Rog Ally, which is seven hundred bucks, right? Seven hundred like bucks. I mean, there's no way Nintendo's putting out a seven hundred dollar uh, handheld. Was well, he right? Yeah, well, the, you, you well, can't so, mass, you can't sell in high numbers. Yeah, so I mean, like even if like even that. if they what even if they jump to four hundred, okay, like how powerful is a handheld that you can make now? And sell for and Nintendo sells their systems for profit. They're they're not like Sony and Microsoft that will loss lead mm-hmm. for a bit. Like they are selling that sh- that stuff for a profit day one. So how powerful can how powerful of a handheld can you build for three ninety nine that you're making money on right away? And as a lot as a lot of this like smoke and mirrors, like uh, you know, can it run the Matrix demo? But how well did it run it? Like. Right, all those sort of things. Like, is it really going to be that powerful, or or is this kind of like the early hopium that Nintendo's? Because this isn't the first time people have been speculating about a powerful Nintendo system. You know what oh, I mean? It's been yeah. years now yeah. at this point. But it, it, this this is why I wanted to always focus on the. I kept saying about the target spec aspect because so many people were talking about the Matrix demo running on the next Nintendo Switch. And they were leaving out the the part of target spec because that really kind of narrows in that this was run. This wasn't the same version of the demo that we that we were able to enjoy off of Xbox Series console or PlayStation Five. This is this was not of that level, which also tells me that the more than likely the when the Switch Two comes out or whatever it's called, 
the games performance wise as well as visually will not be on the same level as we see them on the PS5 and the Xbox Series console. So even though people who own or who will indulge in it, which is probably going to be a ton of people, right? We know that. Oh yeah, definitely be a ton of people. And they'll have that portability and they, they need to make that choice. Those who tend to, to be the kind of t- the p- people that can't wait for Digital Foundry to drop another video or, you know, that that will tell us which platform was more powerful or, or had a more uh, consistent frame rate for for those multi-plat games. Those kind of people are still likely going to buy it on the platform that they enjoy to play their games the most. So it's really going to just come down to where do you enjoy playing your games, period. Because if you yeah. enjoy playing your games and you're someone who doesn't really care about the visuals that much, but you care about the access and and to be able to just pick it up and go anywhere. And yeah, Sony and Microsoft are providing options that allow people of their platforms to be able to do those things, but they're not doing them at to the degree that the the Nintendo Switch is. And honestly, I don't think any of the PC handhelds that are coming out, and I, I, I hate to say this as someone that, you know, it loves to go in on Nintendo, but I don't think they're really challenging Nintendo. Like, I mean, I remember no. after like a year or so, we finally got numbers that the the Steam Deck sold a million, a million um units, and that's the the highest selling PC handheld. I not only are the companies that make those products not do not have the infrastructure or the distribution channels to even challenge Nintendo on that level to even make enough units to do so. But what the, what you get from a Nintendo platform that that's some, that, that simplicity as in the ease of use, you're not getting with a steam deck or a Neo or, or ROG ally. And for those who, who have the ally, and been dealing with all the all the the hardware issues and and the the failures and having to take it back and get another one because this thing and that happened like oh the, all the firmware updates yeah because it's a PC <laughs> right. so, you know and and the people who are big time console people but thought hey you know I could get this Steam Deck or one of these devices to kind of do some of my PC gaming and have access to yeah, I mean, you can do some of that, right? You can do, you can play like a, a Showgunners, an XCOM kind of game that is only out on PC on those kind of devices and really enjoy a platform you didn't have to build yourself, but when you start getting deep into the weeds of playing games like Starfield on it and you need to stop doing optimization when you're trying to emulate Switch games, all that stuff is a lot more, like, it's a lot more involved than just popping a game in and playing it. And there aren't too many people that are going to be down to do all the work necessary to make it work on a PC handheld. So yeah, none of that stuff, none of these things are really challenging Nintendo, I think. I think they know that too. I think they know that their simplicity and the ease of use that they have, whatever they do with this new platform, they're going to make sure that they maintain that and that the general public knows this is where you go to get that kind of experience. But I also think the biggest thing is we kind of got to, rem- like Nintendo doesn't have to come out with a budget-friendly Switch 2. 
initially because I feel like everything's going to be subsidized mm. by the regular Switch. They're not going to stop selling Switches. Switches are going to continue to sell. It's it's like at a certain point, could I? They already confirmed. They already basically you're saying backwards compatibility is going to be a thing. Uh, I think the Switch probably still has like a good two to three years left in it before they are completely done with it. So if they did release a Switch 2 next year, I think the ramp up to where they found, they they get to a point where they're only making games for that system, like especially on the first party front, will probably be like two to three years. Whereas a Switch that's more powerful that may have a higher price tag We'll still play all of those real other games. It probably still has some better graphical performance settings and stuff, but it'd be mostly geared around third party because it will it would be like the olive branch to third party to say, hey, we actually have a platform for you that not only has Nintendo games on it, but it's more powerful enough to be able to play the games that you never bring to our platform in the first place. I think that's how they can subsidize the beginning parts of because like Rand said, they don't want to lose money. They, Nintendo will never lose money on their hardware, but they could come out with a more budget version, not a budget version, but they could come out with a $400 or $500, $450 system and say, this is for the hardcore that wants this type of experience. And we all know, especially when it comes to the mobile side of it, the mobile technology moves so fast that that price could come down on that thing, like where they make so much money on it because of how dated the technology gets, but it's still a powerful system that they're making more money and that they can drop a hundred dollars in price within two to three years because it moves so fast. You're talking about mobile processing at that point. So there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. I find it real compelling to have a Nintendo that actually cares about power like they did back in the eighties, because that's when I felt like Nintendo was at their absolute best and I just want to see them be able to move forward with gaming instead of being that system that I say, oh, you know, I think they like being the complimentary system to everybody's household because that's what they are. You know, everybody has a Switch or an Xbox or a Switch and a PlayStation or just a Switch. You know, that's what the 129 million tell you right there. And they're going to continue to sell that system like crazy. I, I've been telling people until they hit that 155 million, you're not going to see them completely move over for this system because people may don't think they care, but you know, Sony did kind of throw the middle finger up to them and said, well, we're not going to partner with you and we're going to make our own thing. And we all know what happened with that scenario with the PS one and PS two. So I think Nintendo definitely wants to, you know, take that, that reign back. But, um, it's just real interesting to see that they actually are. This is possibly a thing because a lot of people didn't think Nintendo would get there. But anybody else got anything else I want to say so we can get up out of here? No, I'm good. We're good. All right. Oh, man. Episode 147 in the books. Really appreciate everybody. Shout out to the 65 people that we hear up to this moment. Um, first of all, hit the like button. We're at 37. Well, we're close to like exactly where we need to be at, but 37 likes. Make sure you share the stream with all your friends. Let them know that, you know, we had a killer panel and um, I want to get these guys up out of here because the show is supposed to be two hours long, but we knew it was probably going to run long. It's never just two hours long. Who are you fooling, bro? Uh, well, <laughs> listen, you uh, one can try. One can try, but you know, first of all, I appreciate all of our amazing um, special guests that we had on the show. You guys are amazing. We really appreciate you guys doing this and hanging out with us. Um, to my man, Rand, 
please tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on on your channel and what games you've been playing, bro. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's always fun. I can't remember last time I was on here. Um, uh, it's been a while. It's been a it's while, been a- I think. I think, I think. But yeah, I mean, you can find me youtube.com slash roundofthor19 where we're less than a thousand subs away from 100K. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so what? yeah, we got, we got Xbox 2 on Fridays. Jez is back from being sick with COVID. So he had to miss this past week. So he'll be back on tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I've been playing Starfield 90 hours and I played some Forza Motorsport uh, for a little bit. And um, looking forward to the rest of the releases the rest of the year because there's a lot of games coming and i want to play them i want to play most of them not all of them because that'd be you know uh, but i want i do want to play a lot of them nice really appreciate you bro thanks for coming through kofi if i ever need to know about a rpg that i've never played before you're like a customer that i had that walks in my store and pre-orders all those obscure rpg (laughs) games for the switch Like, you no, know, because every time I swear to God, he comes in whenever the Nintendo Direct happens, he'll come into the store and he'll reserve like five games. And I'm like, Ooh. what are these games you're reserving? And they're <laughs> and their games will never get into the store unless he reserves them <laughs> right. because they just don't they don't sell. So every time I see him, I think of you because I know you are just master RPG and it's just all types of things. So we really appreciate you, man, um, making your way back into the show um, and let everybody know where they can find you and what you've been playing. Yeah, so I've uh, well, as usual, you can catch me um, on Twitter as creative underscore Kofi. I'm always talking about games that are about to come out in the U.S. There's a whole cavalcade that I won't get into right now, but usually you can catch me at this exact time on the Saltiest Gaming Podcast. He hasn't been um, casting for a while, but he is back. In fact, his first show back was last Thursday, which I missed, and then this Thursday I was supposed to be there, and I said, "Hey, man, Slow Mo invited me here." before i knew you were coming back so uh they they were a little bit salty uh pun intended but uh no glad to be here um and the game i've been playing i gotta i gotta say it real quick i have over 180 hours in remnant 2 and this game is just blowing my mind um i love it so much i love it so much that my platinum run is glitched because i can't get two trophies that i've already earned and i still just love this game and it's oh, because of how much, how many secrets and how many like levels uh, of, of this onion that you start to unpeel and you realize mm-hmm. almost every time you've played the game, you've missed so many things. And um, I have a, a crazy build. I wish um, they would add a loadouts option because I really could go with, you know, one type of build. And then I realized, oh, I could work on something that does this. And it's just an obsession. It, it is just like you guys were talking about Starfield. It was like, I didn't expect this game to be more than my playtime for final fantasy which was like 70 and then it just kept going on and then i made some friends and chris righteous and i we've been playing together in fact chris right you know his brother uh, and i have played together more than i have played with chris righteous um nice. so it's it's an amazing game so i just want to throw that out there uh wait listen the game plays on the screen me and slow-mo and luca we basically beat the game three times because we were you know due to the fact that you can't share progression across your characters and stuff so we were just we were just rotating each other's saves so we would just like one day we would play in my game the next day we play in slow-mo so we inherently we played like almost close to 40 hours and we beat the game three times and we beat it i want to say two like the week the day before starfield 
we oh. beat it on all three of our playthroughs. Uh, nice. And that game, listen, that game is incredible, bro. Me, we're gonna meet. We're gonna make time to go back and play the first one. They slow mo and Luca played it already. I've never played it. I've but, never played the first one either. Yeah, but this game has it definitely got me to the point where I want to go back and play the original. And uh, it's a really good game, and I really and, and I really really thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's a good bring up right there. DLC on the way. Yes, sir. And that's when we're going to reinstall it again, because right now I, I, I had to turn it off for Starfield. But yeah. um, <laughs> um, still, my man, yeah. the, the, the person that literally listens to the longest outro in human history on his show every <laughs> week from the man Ponso, please tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on and what games you've been playing. Well, you can find me, Steel Rain, uh, everywhere. Google's probably the easiest place to type that in. That T is a 7 in there. Um, and every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time, um, I'm co-host for a living split screen, a non-console centric platform. Um, other than that, what I've been playing, it's been a lot of Starfield recently, man, and Armor Core 6. So I got to get back into there, get, get ready for PvP, get my, my third playthrough wrapped up. Uh, so I can get uh, get that full complete, get the rest of the parts and everything, so I can make sure that uh, I can get my mixing and matching going on, and really get my Gundam build complete um, in there. Uh, but yeah, other than that, appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, really had some dope conversation today. Uh, in a wonderful night. So definitely gonna be a a strong way to leave my night out. So uh, chat shout out to y'all and uh, much love to everybody. Absolutely appreciate you for coming through too, as always. And homie, best friend, slow mo backslap. Um, who I couldn't do the show without, wouldn't want to do the show without, and um, makes it always a joy being here every week with them. Please let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on your channel, and shout out your channel members while you're here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one, I do, do want to thank our guests. Thank you, Rand. Thank you, Steel, and thank you, Kofi, for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, it was a damn good show. I, 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 I just love like talking gaming with passionate gamers that it, you just you don't need to ever question who they are as a gamer and what they what they enjoy and what what their opinions are about you already know just based upon the things that they say and and the and the, the experiences that they have in the games that they they're genuine and i it, you guys are always welcome anytime you want to come through and join us on dps and you know and and thank you forte for for only having one technical glitch Tonight. Oh yeah, I was on, I was on it today, and it happened at the very <laughs> beginning of the show. <laughs> and it um, happened to me. <laughs> for myself, I I do have a video coming out. Um, I, it'll probably be out this weekend. Uh, so excuse me, uh, look out for that. And as far as channel member, uh, channel members go, let me get that real quick. And um, and while I'm getting that, if you do want to become a channel member, it's real easy. You know, you just hit the join button. It's only a dollar. We would really appreciate, you know, you guys supporting us if you uh, choose to do so. Um, it's a dollar, uh, minimum a dollar on my channel as well as Forte's channel. But as far as the members goes, shout out to Erodimus, Leon Warfield, Vey Babe, Donnell yeah. Brown, Dragonheart Yobi, Enrique, Hargi Shini, Truth Serum, Ramon Terrell, aka Trevor Birdsong, <laughs> <laughs> Homie Wan Kenobi, Gaming Forte, Corey Hale, Stardust Acero, and that guy Smitty. Yeah, 
appreciate you guys supporting us in that way and uh hope you guys have an incredible week you're already on my channel hit the like button hit the subscribe button definitely got a lot of stuff coming out over the course of the next couple of weeks been playing a lot of battlefield playing starfield haven't played destiny at all since the new seasons came out so that's I think, a good thing i think my i think my run has finally come to an end almost and i'm starting to turn into ran when it comes to that you know he abandoned the game eight years ago so he knows the feeling but um you, you, you know the next the next step in your uh deleting your characters that deleting will never happen character. no that no, will no. never happen you say that now that would never happen you know I, at one point you would say you would never stop playing the game and here you are you stop playing the games so we're making progress so you're almost there well almost the, there. the the next step is just uninstalling the game that's the next step but deleting characters will never happen because i can't throw thousands of hours away like that. that that just can't happen but um for this channel we got basement radio arcade podcast donnell brown dragonheart yobi stardust acero ramon terrell hargi chini Corey Hale, Slumbo Backslap, DJ Oris, and that guy Smitty. Thanks for supporting the channel in that way. And with that being said, guys, we really appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy whatever game you're playing. And um, have a good week. See you guys later. Peace.